Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. August 22nd, Tuesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The battle to contain that wildfire that I just mentioned uh, in traffic in New Jersey's Wharton State Forest continues. The flames have grown to 1,500 acres now in size and are 75% contained as of the latest update yesterday. Officials say the fire began in the area of Jackson Road near the shuttered Atco Dragway in Waterford Township, giving the fire its name, the Dragway Wildfire. Uh, It's since spread to both Camden and Burlington counties. It was first reported around two. 45 on Sunday afternoon. Assistant State Fire Warden Bill Donnelly said no injuries were reported and there were no evacuations. Roughly 50 firefighters and several engines are expected to stay at the scene to keep the blaze under control. Crews are now utilizing a backfire operation, which means they will intentionally set fire along the inner edge of the fire line in an effort to change the direction of the blaze. Mm. A portion of Jackson Road from Atsia to Tremont is closed while crews work to keep the, the flames under control. Officials said if the winds shift, the smoke will impact more people uh, than it is right now. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. This is the 13th wildfire to break out in New Jersey this season, officials say. One person is dead and three others are injured in Upper Darby after gunfire erupted during a luncheon for a homicide victim. It happened around 5.15 in the evening Monday on the 600 block of Long Lane. One man was pronounced dead at the scene. He has not been identified. Police say another victim was shot and rushed to an area hospital enlisted in critical condition. Two other victims were raised by bullets and suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Upper Darby Police Superintendent Timothy Bernhardt uh, said the incident was retaliation for a fatal shooting that happened last week in Clifton Heights. In that incident, police say 25-year-old uh, Burchett King shot and killed his uncle, 39-year-old James Ford, over a fight over a car. Uh, a funeral was held for Ford on Monday, along with the luncheon that followed on Long Lane in Upper Darby. Between 50 to 100 people were gathering at the venue when the shots rang out. Uh, according to Bernhardt, at least one gunman exited a dark-colored Chevy Malibu and opened fire. No arrests have been made in connection with Monday's shooting. Meanwhile, police in Clifton Heights say uh, that King was taken into custody on Monday. It's unclear if he had any involvement with the shooting on Long Lane. Anyone with information in the case is asked to call the Upper Darby Police. Phillies fans now have the option to use their face as a ticket at Citizens Bank Park. It's part of the Major League Baseball's pilot program that went into effect on Monday. Fans who are 18 or older can opt uh, in for the go-ahead entry. You don't have to stop. You don't have to take out your phone. You don't scan a ticket. The scanner, which will be in a designated location, sees your face, knows who who you are, and that you have tickets to the game, and it will allow you in. (laughs) That's pretty wild. It's minority report. It is minority. I thought (laughs) the same thing. Yeah. As you walk by. Right. Hi, Preston. Yeah, Uh totally. Hi, Preston. The ads are going to talk to you. The whole thing. Uh So here's how it works. Uh, You download the MLB Ballpark app if you don't have it already. Once on your phone, you Click the tab MLB Go Ahead Entry. Allow the ballpark app to take your photo, uh, take your picture, and then you're registered. This is an improvement because the original way this worked is that the guy would hold the back of your head and rub your face down a screen. <laughs> right. And uh, this is much less intrusive. Uh, the airport's doing it now where oh, it takes really? pictures instead of your... Uh, They'll let you into the ball game. <laughs> no, instead oh. of checking your passport. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, so at the ballpark, there will be a special lane available only at the first base gate that will have the facial recognition scanner. They say it helps if you 
you have an abnormally large face. <laughs> the MLB says photos of fans are not stored anywhere. Rather, the face scan creates a numerical token that, that's used to pull up your tickets when you walk through. President, we should see once it's in effect if we can foil it by gurning. Right, <laughs> <laughs> walk in making that face. <laughs> so, all right, so you don't need a ticket. No. Um, but you know what? Still, when you're... When you go to sit in the seat, you know right. what I mean? Right. You usually have, have a, a ticket, ticket to prove that you're there. To show to the usher. Just keep your face with you. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Just keep your face Don't handy. tear up your face. At any point in time. Well, Throw you your can, face away. It's all through the app. So you still have your app, and that's what you have to use to get into the ballpark anyway. Okay. So, so, the, so the app will serve. Okay. So it'll, they'll, if you have to show the usher, your ticket will still be on that app. Okay. Well, you know what? And it's kind of cool, because later on, you can hang your face on the wall to remind you that you attended the <laughs> event. went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Little keepsake. Officials say thousands of fans have already signed up to use the app. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the San Francisco Giants 10-4 last night at the ballpark. Bryce Harper hit an inside-the-park home run. Three other Phil's teammates went deep, and Aaron Nola pitched seven strong innings to lead the team to the win. Kath, I heard that Schwarber's home run just landed. Wow. <laughs> just, yeah, landed. just landed. Kyle Schwarber, Alec Bohm, and Edmund, Edmundo Sosa also homered for the Phil's, who moved three games ahead of the Giants for the top spot in the National League wildcard standings. The series continues tonight with Taiwan Walker getting the start at 640. The Flyers have signed Oliver Bonk to a three-year entry-level contract. The 18-year-old defenseman was one of the Flyers' first-round picks at the draft in June, taking Bonk with the 22nd selection. The OHL product was the fifth defenseman taken in the draft. Bonk will return to the London Knights for another year of junior hockey and potentially the following season as well. And the Union will return to the pitch with a match against D.C. United this weekend in Washington. The match will be on Saturday night and is set to begin at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Got a couple things to mention. We have new Word of the Week prize. We have some Floor seats to uh, Greta Van Fleet and nice. the Star Catcher World Tour. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, September 19th, the Wells Fargo Center. They're playing the big house, man. Uh, plus, we're going to set up a backstage tour and a guitar signed by the band. Pretty sweet deal. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. So you only need four letters this week in order to make a word. So we will have your chance with that at the end of the program. We also have a tattoo to give away. Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo from uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. They're at 1729 South, to be more specific. And if you want to get in the running for that, we got all morning to do it. So text the word TATTOO to 39333, and we'll get a winner before the end of the program. And also, speaking of winners, we have a chance at some point today uh, for you to win tickets to join Sarah at the screening of Vacation Friends 2, and it will be at Harrah's Pool After Dark. It's tomorrow night, oh. by the way, and it includes complimentary food and beverage and an overnight stay. That's yeah. pretty awesome. You get to go see the movie. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll wine and dine you, and then you get to uh, hang out for the night at Harris. Pretty sweet deal. So it has to be for those who can actually stay overnight, but we'll remind you of that when we have your chance to win uh, at some point later this morning. Also want to mention this, that we have the Preston Steve Cooling Caravan hitting the road again. Uh, it's going to make a few stops <clears throat> this Friday and Monday. So if you work outside and you want to reward your crew with a visit from the Duncan Community Cruiser, 
You can go to PrestonSteve.com and you can enter right now. And we'll pick a few entries and stop by with some uh, delicious Dunkin' Ice coffee and prizes to get your day started right now. If that wasn't enough, joining us on the program this morning around 9.30 a.m., Sting is going to join us. Wow. Uh, that's a mind blower. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, this How is- long have you waited for a Sting interview? Forever, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I and, and I'm a little nervous about it. I, you know, I just... Uh, I will okay. tell Sting you're very nervous. You don't have yeah, to yeah. tell him I'm nervous. It's okay. Okay, but uh, he's a uh, you know he's he's just Legend. a monster in the world of music and acting and entertainment yeah. in general. So uh, looking forward to talking to Sting. He and Shaggy are headlining the One Fine Day uh, Festival, which is coming to the Man on September 9th. And uh, just to get ready for this last night, I was uh, pulled up some videos of him and Shaggy playing together. They they mesh so yeah, well. Yeah, they've, been, yeah. they've been performing together for years, uh, but uh, it's such a good uh, marriage of that you know that reggae style that uh, Sting had in the police. And, of course, obviously, uh, you know, Shaggy's Jamaican. It, it all sure. fits in. Great. And so this is going to be a cool event. And uh, G-Love and Special Sauce are playing. They're a bunch of great bands. It's a terrific bill. So we will talk to Sting around 9.30. Should be pretty cool. So other than that, we got some things like the Entertainment Report coming up. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. Stupid questions. Some stuff to give away there. We'll be back in a moment. So hang with us, please. Your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question prize. We're going to give away a $100 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. And the question that I will pose to you is, which famous person's mother invented the product liquid paper? Ah. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. All right. Which famous person's mother invented liquid paper? 215-263-WMMR. Got to mention some birthdays. Today being the 22nd day of August while we await your answer. Uh, we will start with Vernon. Reed of Living Color. He turns, how old is Vernon today? He turns 65 years old. Obviously, this is the beginning of uh, Cult of Personality. Love that guy. Last time we talked to him, we had a lengthy music discussion just about 
all kinds of genres and, and what music means and how it influenced him. And he's just a great... You know, he's got a, an awesome knowledge of music. I was listening to it yesterday. It was a playback. Oh, really? It was awesome. It was sensational. I mean, it's, it's wild to boast about something on our show, but he was so engaging and knowledgeable. Agreed. 65 years old today. Um, Food Network host, is it Giada or Giada? I would say Giada. Giada De Laurentiis. Right. And a uh, beautiful woman and very talented chef, and she's got a great show. She's been on there for years now. Oh, she's I remember a hot she, little spitfire. Well, I remember when she first came on board, it was like, wow, she's, you know, first of all, you see how attractive she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You start to see the recipes and like, okay, she's she's the real deal. Uh, and she's been with the uh, with the network for a while now. She is uh, fifty three Who, years old. Who's the big um, Who's the big good person now? Uh, they used they used to be they used to roll them out fairly frequently. I, I haven't. No one's really made a big impact recently, right? I don't watch it as much yeah. as I used to. But um, there was like a conga line of people that they yeah, were, like you know, Emerald was yeah, yeah. was the flagship guy for a while, and then then you had um, uh, Rachel Ray surfaced from there and. And uh, Mario Batali and uh, Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay is yeah. probably Bobby is probably the biggest name. I, on I that. would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Continues. So, uh, Giada is fifty three today. David Chase, creator of The Sopranos, and he turns uh, seventy eight years old today. He also used to write for a show, Preston. The TV series The Night Stalker with Darren McGavin. You yeah, remember that sure. years ago? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I've yeah. seen p- portions of it, but yeah. Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, so he turns uh, 78 years old today. Uh, singer and songwriter Tori Amos oh, has a birthday. She is uh, 60 years old. Today. I don't have any Tori Amos, but That's I do right. have this, which is as close to Tori Amos do as it. I can get. <laughs> Right. Saddest music ever. She plays piano. Yeah. Or John Amos is in this show. Oh, John Amos. All right, I didn't even put that together. I just turned the piano. No, musically, this is spot on. I was like... Best part right here. Oh yeah. Happy birthday, Tori Amos. She was my second concert. Debbie Gibson was my first. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You shifted gears. No, no, no. 30, 30, uh, third. Um, second was Amy Grant, and then Tori Amos. And I remember, I like, I had her music. I must have had a CD or something. I don't know. And then uh, I went to the show, and I was like, dear God. I was like, I think I'm depressed, and I it's was like slow. 16. She, she's good, it's good stuff, and she used to kind of sit side saddle on the piano bench. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. So she's 60 today. <laughs> All right. Um, bear with me. I've never been able to pronounce his name properly. Uh, Adewale Akanuyo Abaje. That's pretty good. Nick, you know how to say his name, right? Adewale Akanuyo Abaje. He was Mr. Echo. Yep. The on, rabbit uh, is in the kitchen. On Lost. And uh, he was also on oh. Oz. Um, yeah, tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> shut up. This is scary on Lost. <laughs> uh, he was. He was. Mr. Mr. Echo. Yep. He's 56 today. I love that tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Also on Lost. Uh, yes, that is correct. One episode, right? 
A um, few. There was a, a story arc where they brought in two very good-looking people, and, and like in the middle of season two or three, <laughs> including him. Goodbye. I, th- I thought that was just one episode. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a couple, but they ended up like being buried on the beach or whatever. Yeah. It, it was. I think the producers were like, well, maybe not. This and is then, a bad idea. In Love Actually, he's the guy that uh, Laura Linney has a crush on, and it ends up not being. Isn't he in Three Hundred as well? He's Xerxes. He's Xerxes. Yeah. yeah. He's the he's the gigantic right. bad guy, eighty-five yeah. feet tall. He's uh, 48 today. Uh, the very lovely Kristen Wiig also celebrates birthday, and a big one for her. She turns 50 years old. Wow. I love had, her. Yeah, had her in the studio one time. She was a sweetheart. And that was one where I was I didn't really know or care who she was. And then oh. afterwards, oh. Yeah. like watched the movies and like fell in love with her. And I was like, damn it. I, I hate it when that happened. First time I saw her was a skit on SNL where she played, you know, like what is that kind of. And, yeah. she, and she was nailing it so perfectly. I fell in love with her. Mark right. Williams. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Steve. No. Uh, Mark Williams played uh, Mr. Weasley uh, in the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, he is celebrating his 64th birthday today. Uh, character actor Courtney Gaines. Ah. Okay, so in uh, I'll give you the the list of, of characters that oh he's played. Oh my God, I know him. Children of the Corn, he was Malachi. Mm-hmm. In Loverboy, he was uh, the best friend. In uh, Sweet Home Alabama, he plays the local police officer there. In Back to the Future, yes. at the end of the movie, when uh, uh, everything's about to fall apart, uh, he's the guy dancing with <laughs> Um, what's her name? Uh, Lorraine. Lorraine. Lorraine, yeah. yes. And uh, cut up, McFly, let me cut in. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. He's and a he gets, dude I'd love to get on the me show. Me too. Uh-huh. He's been in so many cool, so many fun cool, movies. This is Malachi. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's uh, 58 years They're old. They're coming right? for you, Malachi. And then the last birthday I saved is Ty Burrell from Modern Family, Phil Dunphy. Uh Hilarious. Uh, He is 56 years old. You want to see his range? He is an insufferable prick in Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder film. Oh, yeah? Oh, he's a scumbag. All right. We will see if someone knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. What famous person's mother invented liquid paper? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Jackie to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, how are you? Uh, uh, wonderful. Hey. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> uh, Jackie, wh- whose mother invented uh, liquid paper, please? It is Mike Nesmith. Mike Nesmith of the Monkees. That's right. You are correct. Hang on just a second. Apparently, she made it in her kitchen. She, she did. Was, she was a typist and yes, uh, made a lot of mistakes and created it herself. He used a blender. And he became fabulously wealthy because he inherited that money. In 1956, she sold the company for like $74 million. Don't believe that. All right, let's see. We're going to set up Jackie with a $100 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. Steven is giving away free diamonds, sort of. Anybody who purchases a real diamond engagement ring, whether it sells for $500 to $15,000, Steven is giving them a free one-carat lab-grown diamond by a real diamond from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, you can go to IHateStevenSinger.com or visit a showroom in Center City. Philadelphia. We'll start with this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson took to Instagram on Sunday to send love to the people of Hawaii as Maui begins to recover from the wildfires. He wrote or said, this message goes out to our Hawaiian islands back home, our Hawaiian people, our Polynesian people. He said, as hard as, hard as it is right now, the cha- and as challenging as it is right now, as heartbreaking as it is right now, we have to stay together because this, no doubt, is the thing that's going to make us stronger. He said, we know that. 
We know that uh, this is who we are uh, as a Kanaka, as a culture and a community that when we're down, we come together and we rise and we will, so stay strong. He also shared appreciation for those who lent a helping hand following the natural disaster. He said to all those people around the world, all the families around the world who are sending our Hawaiian islands, our Hawaiian people, our Polynesian culture, uh, thank you for sending us all your love and your pay prayers and your support, your resources, your supplies, your money. Thank you. So he is definitely grateful for the people I was, uh, pitching in. I was chatting with a friend who lives on Maui yesterday, and uh, she and her family are fine, but um, she says that the news cycle is just so very short, and it's just what we were afraid of. The devasca- devastation, you cannot begin to comprehend it. And so people are giving and supportive, and, and there's a, um, a website that I posted on my stories on Instagram. It is called HawaiiCommunityFoundation.org, um, but they're going to need a lot of support for a long time, because yeah. the, the, those areas are just devastated. A lot of people yeah. obviously lost their lives, um, but people that work on certain parts of the island, their homes have been destroyed. They don't have any place to stay. So I, I think I, there are hundreds of people yeah. who are still not accounted for. And they, exactly. And, and, I mean, they, they're they're saying that the death toll could rise dramatically. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it boggles the mind. I was reading a book uh, about uh, the hurricane devastation in the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico in 2017 or 2018, and it, it's just the nature of things. Yeah. Like people stop paying attention, and then they don't, they don't get the resources that they need because it's out of the news cycle. So keep these people in your thoughts because it's really important. Yep. Jennifer Lopez shared never before seen pictures from her and Ben Affleck's Georgia wedding to Instagram on Sunday celebrating the pair's one year anniversary. One photo shows the actress looking at uh, the star as he carries her in his arms. They're both smiling wide in the photo. Another photo shows the pair kissing at night as fireworks light up the sky behind them. I love you. Yeah. Tell me, do you love me? You will. Uh, one year ago today, she wrote in the caption, and also included lyrics from a new song titled Dear Ben Part 2. We got it. Which references... I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Hagan, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sailor. That's beautiful. I think she's got a hit. That's just beautiful. On her hands. That you even acknowledge the skull sealer. Uh, It references the first time they were together in the early aughts. It says, uh, Dear Ben, sitting here alone, looking at my ring ring. Looking at my phone. Looking at my ring ring. Does she really say ring ring? Yeah. Yeah. Unless this is a typo. My ring ring. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, maybe it's they wrote it twice. And smoking funny things. Pull up. Pull up. Yeah. <laughs> is J-Lo's post? Yeah. Pull up. It's on her, ring ring. her post. Dear Ben, sitting alone, looking at my ring ring. As I sing sing. Feeling overwhelmed. It makes me want to sing sing. There we go. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, she wrote, she continues, how did we end up here without a rewind? Oh my, this is my life. There you go. Whatever. She's head her. over heels. Chris she can say ring, ring. Ring, ring. I love her. Sing, sing. Okay, so okay. they're happy. And he's yeah. my favorite Batman, so uh, we're, we're on the same page so with this guy. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We, we're we cool. You guys ding, leave them alone. Ding. <laughs> ring, ring. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> looking at my ring, ring. Ding, ding. Hear ding, the, ding. Hear the bell go ding, ding. Looking at well, my... Wait, Apollo, get in the ring, <laughs> ring. So I can ding, ding. Yeah. The bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, people report Sienna Miller is expecting her second child. The anatomy of a scandal actress was recently photographed showing off her baby bump on a beach while vacationing in Ibiza. Ibiza. Uh, Miller currently shares a 10-year-old daughter named Marlo with her husband, with her boyfriend, Tom Sturridge. Okay. So they 
I got a baby on the way. How old is she? She's 41, you said? Uh, did, did you, you say? I did not say. Why don't you say? Let's say, say she's, 41. she's 41. <laughs> I have no idea how old she is. Um, so, there. Uh, page 6 reports that Tori Spelling was photographed leaving a Los Angeles emergency room in a wheelchair on yeah. Sunday. After being admitted on Thursday. It was a bear uh, attack. Bruising could be seen on her face and arms as she was escorted back to the SUV. Uh, she informed fans that she was in the hospital via her Instagram stories, but did not reveal the reason why she was Steve, it. maybe it was, it was a, bear a bear attack. And she yeah. repelled it. She was able to cripple it with a lawn dart. Okay. Yeah. It's an incredible story. Had no idea they still made them. Must be a vintage toy. <laughs> it's a vintage toy. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, she was at a toy fair. Yeah, and a bear burst into the doors, and of course she happened to be by the lawn darts. And she had a jart handy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Some of that story might be inaccurate, Kathy. We're not sure yet. Yeah. People reports Natalie Portman was photographed with her estranged husband, uh, Benjamin Millipede, and their son, Aleph. He's easy to spot because he has a thousand legs. At the Women's World Cup in Sydney on Sunday. See that guy over there? (laughs) He's got one, two, three, four, five, a thousand legs. This comes following reports that Millipede had an affair with a 25-year-old woman and the after the Black Swan actress was photographed in Sydney without her wedding ring on their 11th wedding anniversary. This is, uh, I think she's trying to... Fix this thing, but I don't think it's going to be fixable, and uh, I think it's going to end, and that'll be that. Or they were hanging for the kids, I don't know. A source told the outlet in June he knows he made an enormous mistake. He screwed up. And he is doing all he can to get Natalie to forgive him and keep their family together. Do you ever look at your ring ring? (laughs) (laughs) Think about me. Uh, Ding, ding. By the way, Rochelle was watching uh, 90 Day Fiance last She loves that show, doesn't she? Yeah, they were doing this reality roundtable, like roundup where they're, you know, they're they're analyzing what's happening or whatever. And I'm like, why is this guy crying? She's like, oh, apparently he was out and this woman offered him a BJ and he took her up on it. And uh, he had, I guess he had revealed this to his, the, the 90 day fiance that he's with. And he told her, okay, well, you can go out and you can, you can have one. You can go ahead and oh, have wow. one if you want okay. to. She did. And he didn't like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it sounded good. On, it was good right? on paper. And he said he yeah. didn't think she'd take him up on yeah. it. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, you sure? Your will? Yeah. So anyway, it just made me think of that, this whole Natalie Portman <laughs> and Thousand Leg Millipede guy. <laughs> All right, so how about uh, this? According to People Magazine, uh, Arena Shake and Tom Brady are continuing to enjoy uh, enjoy one another's company. That's interesting. Isn't that nice? So two fabulously wealthy, good-looking people are enjoying each other's company. A source told the outlet that the supermodel is impressed with Tom. They do a lot of paintball, aren't they? And that he is her dream guy. She loves dating him. She's impressed with Tom Brady. The pair reportedly started taking, uh, started talking after they both attended a wedding in Sardinia in Italy in June. I like Mo- sardines. Most recently, I wonder if sardines are named after that. I wonder. Uh, most recently, they were spotted leaving the 22 Hotel in London from separate entrances just Ooh. five minutes apart. You can't fool the paparazzi. No. They know. Not at all. 
Nick is looking up the derivation okay. of the... A somewhat dubious folk <laughs> etymology says it comes from the Italian island of Sardinia, but ah! it does not, ah! a rich, uh, around which sardines were originally abundant. I submit to you! No. Okay. Well. But there is a connection because uh, they have similar names. Okay. They're both on a Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's <laughs> correct. Yes. to be on a Wikipedia page. I've heard Sardinia is beautiful. So let me ask you this. Uh, Arena Shake, she used to be Bradley Cooper, right? She was yeah. a Bradley Cooper. Well, I have a Bradley Cooper story. He is reflecting on his sobriety recently, saying that it has now been 19 years since he struggled with drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, he was on the Bear Grylls, running with Bear Grylls, the challenge show. Didn't know this. He's been getting a lot of top-level celebrities. And he says, I was lucky. I got sober at uh, 29 years old, and I've been sober for 19 years. I've been very lucky. The 48-year-old said that he was grateful that his fame had been incremental, noting that he was 36 when he played his career-changing role in 2009's The Hangover. He said, I had already been in the game for 10 years, just banging around. True. So I didn't get lost in fame, he said. After Grills asked him about his wild years, he answered, in terms of alcohol and drugs, yeah, but nothing to do with fame, though. So all his partying and stuff was happening before his he really hit. So I think the takeaway here is, had he have had, oh yeah, it would have fueled probably, and he would have gone down that hole a lot quicker. He said he his sobriety made it easier for him to play an addict in the movie A Star's Born. He said that made it easier to be able to really enter in there and thank goodness I was at a place in my life when I was at ease with all that so I could really let myself go. go. And then he added that he's been very lucky with the roles that he's gotten over the years. He said it's been a real blessing and I hope that I get to keep doing it. Uh, he opened up about his addiction on the Smartless podcast last year uh, telling host Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes that he felt lost after leaving uh, the Jennifer Garner spy series a- Alias in which he was on from 2001 to 2003. He said, I was so lost. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Garner <laughs> and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. It's funny that he brought up Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Without um, mentioning the skull sealer. But no, listen, he said, I was so lost and I was so, I was addicted to cocaine. That was the other thing. He said, I severed my Achilles tendon right after I got fired slash quit alias and struggled with zero self-esteem. He said he moved back to L.A. to support his uh, role on alias and he felt like, it felt like being back in high school. I think I want to try me some cocaine. And he said, I, I couldn't get into clubs. No girls wanted to look at me. I was totally yeah, depressed. Yeah. Uh, he, but then he's credited then roommate uh, Will Arnett for sitting him down in 2000. He said, Will took that risk of having that hard conversation with me in like July of 2000. And that put me on the path of deciding to change my life. He said, it truly was Will Arnett. He is the reason. You know what's funny? To watch him pop up in a number of clips from inside the actor's studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bradley as a Co- student. As a student. Yeah. He was very vocal, asked a lot of the celebrities that came through questions, but to see him all the time. Said he also struggled after his father died in his arms of cancer in Oof. 2011. He said, I definitely had a nihilistic attitude towards life after, just like I, I thought I'm going to die. Uh, he told Grills as they hung over the side of a cliff on the show, by the way. He said, I don't know. It was great for a little bit. (laughs) Until I realized I have to embrace who I actually am and try to find a place with that. And then it sort of uh, evened out, he said. I can see that something like that'll make you like I sometimes I'll stand on my tippy toes, you know, and I think if I fall. Yeah. Yeah. I could hurt. I could have a bruise. 
So anyhow, he's uh, he's doing all right. Uh, Britney Spears is addressing her split from her husband, Sam Ashgari, for the first time. She reflected on the pair's relationship and thanked fans for their well wishes in an Instagram post on Friday. Ah! Following news that Ashgari had recently filed for divorce after 14 months of marriage. She said, as everyone knows, uh, Heesum and I are no longer together. Heesum? What is what she, Jar Jar Binks? Jar Jar Binks, seriously. He's going to die. <laughs> that's what it says here. Is that a... Is that a typo? H E S M. It's a maybe that's his, maybe that's his first name. And H is capitalized. He's so maybe Sam. Sam. His name is Sam. Uh huh. So it might be he's some. It he's might Sam. be this. He's gonna die. <laughs> but she said six years is a long time to be with someone. So I'm a little shocked. But whoops, I did it again. <laughs> I'm not here to explain why because it's honestly nobody's business. Or wait, as Bill would say, what did he call him? Barbar Jinx. Barbar Jinx. Barbar Jinx. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, that's his real first name. Okay, he's Sam. Uh, she said, oh. uh, "But it couldn't. Uh, I couldn't take the pain anymore. Honestly, in some sort of telepathic way, I have been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends, and I thank you." <laughs> she said, "I've been uh, playing it strong for way too long, and my Instagram may seem perfect, but it what? doesn't seem perfect. Far from it reality, <laughs> it seems like a last ditch effort of a desperate person." And she said, "I think we know that." Mm-hmm. Uh, she acknowledged that she'd love to, quote, show her emotions and tears and how she really feels about the divorce, but that she's holding back because she says, I've always had to hide my weaknesses. So there's two diametrically opposed stories. She's saying that he was going off and he's saying that she was uncontrollable and going off. So there you go. She said, if I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, like I'm only just getting started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, I would be Give sent, a little soldier. I sent away to places to get fixed by doctors, but... But that's when I needed the family most. Okay. I think you do need to be sent to get fixed by doctors. Yes. She said you're supposed to be loved unconditionally, not under conditions. So I will be as strong as I can and always do my best. All right. Let me ask you something now in retrospect. After all that we know that she's been through and all the stuff that was in the news. Yeah. Should she have remained in that conservatorship? Uh, yeah. I think she looks a little unhinged. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, but I, I'm not there. But no, you know, who knows? But that's the best place to make your uh, your decisions from a removed place that where no impact can be had by what you decide. It's just mm-hmm. interesting to me, Preston, that everything that you just read is what she wrote on this Instagram post, and it's juxtaposed with this crazy dance that yeah. she does in most of her Instagram posts, and it, you know, they're they're diametrically opposed. I remember when her dancing in some of those videos is some of the sexiest. Yeah, that that trombone thing she's, she's doing. Do, I mean, she just yeah, what the hell the is video, that? She does this little and then uh-huh. <laughs> she pantomimes a trombone. It's no longer sexy at all. It's it's frightening. It's a little strange. Uh-huh. It's like someone dancing, someone standing during electroshock therapy. Trombone game. Yeah. That was so Trombone much fun. Shit. Oh, my God. The, dance, the part that I like, uh, Kathy, is when she does this. She does this movement. It, it's, it, what, is, what is I can't even see what you're doing. It, like, she's just kind of, like, thrusting and shaking. And okay. Yeah. I, I watch these, and I just feel so bad for her. I know. I do as well. She, she's not being... S- s- who's ever in her life who ha- who had... Who should care for her is not 
doing what they need to do. No, and you can hear, there's like another one where there's guys in the video and you can hear them like, um, they're like, oh, do this, do that. Like, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. They're I, telling her what to do? Well, she she posted. Looks stupid. It was like another post and she was like, hung out with my guys. And like, you can see the guys are all holding her in yeah. one picture, but like Holy in shirtless one of the dudes. videos, you can hear them like saying what to do. Um, I don't, I think they they're talking the to. You get it. <laughs> 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 Kathy, I'm, I'm scrolling through her Instagram, and so there are these weird dance posts, and then there's a shot of the Vatican, you know, yeah, and then, she, there's, then there's a shot of uh, some kids in uh, Manchester, England in 1966. Well, that's like Jackie Bam Bam, right? right you get yeah. these pictures. Okay, there's a picture of the corner of my table. <laughs> yeah, this she, is random. She's, just, she's so mentally ill, It's and it's evident in her Instagram. Now, unless yeah. she does have a relationship with the Pope. I don't think so. Before I continue with the Easter Mass, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Britney Spears, Britney, raise your hand, say hi to the people. And it's a- Play the trombone. <laughs> Do that crazy. Look at that. She looks like she's playing the trombone. <laughs> it is a train wreck that I can't stop watching. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I have a couple other quick things uh, to add to the entertainment report. Um, I thought this was interesting, uh, Steve. I want to get your take on this. Jane Curtin uh, is not feeling the connection with her old Saturday Night Live work. The 75-year-old comic actor told people that re- re-watching her early scenes made her realize that they just aren't funny anymore. <laughs> In an interview, she said uh, she once watched a five-year compilation DVD with her daughter and husband over Christmas. And the bit's pretty much laid an egg. She said, we sat around the TV. I had sort of that anticipatory open mouth grin that people have when they're waiting for something to happen uh, that they know is going to be really great. And it never happened. She said it wasn't funny. Not one thing was funny. There was not one utterance of a laugh or a giggle. She said, I think it was just one of those you had to be there in the moment things. And that's what happens with live TV and with topical TV. It gets dated after a while. I think she's right. Yeah, she said, remember, this is almost 50 years ago. But she said, but after we rewatched it, I was like, that really wasn't a very good show. (laughs) For the time, it was was very good. And And she ended up, more often than not, playing the straight yeah. Straighter character in bits, absolutely. But it, she's right. Of the time, it was focused in on a lot of specific pop culture. If you look at shows like your show of shows or, or older shows that were skit based, mm-hmm. they were more generic skits. And uh, SNL was very focused, but it was it was a, a revelation. You if know? you were to go back and watch it now, you might go, "What was the big deal about this?" I contend that really, I think the heyday of SNL is you know the Phil Hartman period, and you know when they had our super Dana, Dana Carvey, Carvey and and, 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 Murphy, and our, yeah Chris yeah. Far all that time. Mm-hmm. It actually grew into what I thought was the funnier years of SNL. Uh, the voice of Mario is stepping back from the role after 27 years as the Nintendo character. The Japanese company has announced. Uh, I, we sent over some clips. Yeah, Marissa, if you bit. could uh, take a peek and maybe pull up a clip of him as Mario. His name is Charles Mar- uh, Martinet, 67 years old. He was the original voice of the Italian plumber, starting with the 1996 installment Super Mario 64. Did you uh, go in quickly on that? Did you get caught up in Super Mario? Mario or what? 
Yeah, when yeah. when uh, when the original when it first debuted. when it first came yeah, out, yeah. I was all over it. And when when Nintendo, you know, I, I remember playing obviously Donkey Kong yes. and uh, Mario Brothers at um, at the the arcade. Mm-hmm. And then once it hit uh, Nintendo, oh god, I was all in. Like you just played for hours and hours and hours and hours. There was a standalone game, and there was a Mortal Kombat standalone game at a place called Chuckles Comedy Club in Mineola, uh, which where I where I first did my you know I went up on stage really for the first time. And, yeah. and started doing stuff there. I used to play the hell out of that. But his voice didn't happen until '96, and right. by then I was I wasn't I was kind of over uh, Mario Brothers, so I wasn't really familiar with his uh, yeah. name. Casey, can you pull that yep. up? This is uh, him uh, voicing Mario. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Let's go. Okie dokie. You can uh, play that behind Britney dancing too. <laughs> In a statement released on Monday, Nintendo said Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, it will be stepping back from recording characters' voices for our games, but it'll continue to travel the world sharing the joy of Mario and uh, interacting with you all. Did anybody see the uh, the, the movie? I did. I enjoyed How was it? it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Was it was Chris Pratt, right? Uh, yeah, Chris <clears throat> Pratt and, uh, Jack Black and... Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was fun. It was yeah. definitely a fun movie. All right, and then a couple of quick things. Uh, Apparently, uh, Paramount Plus dropped the first teaser trailer for Good Burger, the sequel. Can you believe that? (laughs) Um, Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell reunite 25 years after the first film was released. Now, that's always been the butt of a joke here. Good Burger. I've never seen it. I've seen it. It's actually okay. Okay, it's, it's fun. You would. Uh, it was certainly something delivered on fans of the original show. We talk about Kiki Palmer all the time. She yep. was a massive fan of Good Burger. Uh, Good Burger Two is expected to hit the streaming platform this fall. Mm. So we'll be there. Uh, and also, after losing Warner Brothers upwards of $200 million at the box office, The Flash's streaming release date has been revealed. Uh, and it will be on August 25th, two months oh. and nine days after it first hit theaters. Okay, that's Friday. In honor yeah. of Kathy's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Did, did you see it, Preston? I did not. So well, here you go. Now I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think it deserves the um, this nefarious status that it's at. That, that that it's a cataclysmic bomb. I think it's pretty good. It I is. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling I'm gonna I'm gonna be the same way. Yeah, you know, because there have been movies you and I both right. have seen that have been absolutely savage, and we're like, it wasn't that, that bad. bad. Yeah, it was still I enjoyed you know what I saw. So I have a feeling it's gonna be that way. And then finally, Deadline reports that fans are looking forward to the Golden Bachelor premiere, and can expect to tune into the series in the fall. The new spinoff is set to air on ABC Thursdays at 8 p.m., uh, beginning of September 28th. We had a clip last week. I don't know if it's in the system case, but it's they are really milk. They're milking this as much as they can. It is the uh, Golden Bachelor mm-hmm. crying about the death of his wife, and they're really trying to tug at the heartstrings. If it's not in there, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look to see. But they, they know how to promote this. Uh, the ninth season of The Bachelor in Paradise will follow in the 9 p.m. slot, by I, the way. I agree with you, Preston. I want to see the kind of, of um, women yeah. that they're parading because this guy's impossibly good looking. All right. Uh, we have, Case, we got the regular clips we're going to play, yes. if you don't mind. Yeah. So set in 1970s London, Deadshot is an action thriller about an ex-paramilitary's plot for revenge after his wife is murdered. And in this clip, director Thomas Gard talks about drawing inspiration from classic crime films. Ronan Bennett, who'd written the original script, uh, was very inspired by Heat and the 
cat and mouse dynamic between uh, De Niro and Pacino in that film, and we really were we were really taken by that. And then when we came to write on it and develop it ourselves, the script, um, we very much kept that at the centre of the story. <laughs> Deadshot is in theaters on digital and on demand now. Here's our next clip. In landscape with invisible hand, an occupying alien race has subjugated the people of Earth, not with a death ray, but with really bad fiscal policy. Here, director Corey Finley explains the absurd concept of an economic alien takeover. It's a story of kind of a, a essentially a purely economic alien invasion, aliens taking over the Earth by means of the free market. And I thought that was subversive and funny and, and let me talk about capitalism and colonialism and all of that in a way that was not dry think piece, but instead a, 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 an absurdist alien romp, if you will. I don't, I don't, want to, I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. Landscape with Invisible Hand is in theaters now. It's actually, so the concept is pretty cool. So basically, the aliens come and become wealthy here. They, they live in floating cities. And what happens is, is that they treat us as kind of a constant reality show. They're fascinated with the way that we live. <laughs> so uh, you can actually be like, uh, you, you're still going on YouTube and you're doing stuff, but now it's for the entertainment of the aliens who are wealthy and who are sort of the, the upper class. Huh. And uh, it, it's an interesting concept. It is interesting. All right. And uh, that's it in the Entertainment Report this morning, friend. Don't forget, we have a chance for you to run a Preston Steve Show theme tattoo text or tattoo to 39333. You'll be in the running for it right now. Sting will be on the program live in the 9 o'clock hour today, getting ready for the uh, one fine day event that Sting and Shaggy are headlining together. Should be pretty Very cool. cool. Him. And we have some of the things for you to win and a bunch of stuff. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. So stay with us, please. It's another MMR concert event. Greta Van Fleet. The Starcatcher World Tour. September 19th at Wells Fargo Center. Guess Preston and Steve's word of the week correctly on Friday, and you'll win a pair of floor tickets, backstage passes, plus a guitar signed by the band. Text Greta, G-R-E-T-A, to 39333 for a link to all the details. Greta Van Fleet, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I believe I have a few things. My, you know, my head is just full of ideas. I think yeah. I need to get them all out with the stream of consciousness. There. The stream of consciousness. There. Yes. It's just I can't contain it all. I've just, I've, I've just got to open my mouth it's and let it all out. Much to deal with. <laughs> yeah. He's really injured. There's one thing that I that I wanted to, to definitely share with you guys this morning because hers. Potato chips. Yes. Have had a winner now in their Philly contest, in their flavored by Philly contest. Oh, yes. All right. And it is, I'm happy to say, Corpoli's Italian Bakery signature wow. product, yeah. tomato pie. Yeah. Accepting Corpoli's pie. I was just having Corpoli's yesterday, by the way. Uh, and so it is a blast of tomatoes with whiffs of sweetness and garlic. <laughs> 
and it outpulled the Korean barbecue-inspired chips based on Mike's Barbecue's wing recipe <laughs> and the roast pork chips reflecting the flavor of John's roast pork. That's See, what I are, liked. They're local Philly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the, the votes went to Corpolese. I like them. I, 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 so do you like uh, like ketchup chips? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. They're not so bad. To me, it seems it, it's along those lines. Every one of the flavors was solid. I'm down with the Corpolese. I don't remember when we sampled them which one I liked most. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, listen, I just, I love Corpolese uh, tomato pie. Period. Yeah. Uh, the three finalists submitted by fans were announced in June. More than 17,600 votes were recorded. Not bad. Yeah. A HERS representative said that there were no current plans to reissue the winning chips. What? But there are some bags that are still out there in local stores. If you want to get your hands on them, you better get them now. Wait, so they made them and then did this contest and now they're not going to make them? Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Too. I don't like that. I, I thought that initially it meant that they were going to do a run yeah. on the flavor, but no, it's a um, <clears throat> um, Corpolis gets $10,000 uh, for the win. What about uh, us? We don't get anything. Oh, why? Oh, we did sample it. I know. Yeah. Come on. You're kidding me. Should we get free tomato pie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I should at least get Corpolis. Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, you know, have you ever, if you've ever seen the HERS lineup of products, especially the chips and the flavored chips, <laughs> you forget how many different, right? I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Like, you go into a Primo and there's like, oh my God. That's exactly what I was yeah, going to yeah. say. Primos. You walk in, you're like, wow, that's like a, that's a lot of HERS products right there. <laughs> so Corpolis gets a $10,000 fund for the win and a guy named David Gilmartin. From of, the Pink Floyd? No, he's from Royer's Ford. Oh. He's not from Pink Floyd. He's from Royer's Ford. <laughs> he's from Rofo. And he is a longtime uh, customer of Corpolis, and he will get five grand. That's a pretty sweet okay. deal. Yeah. What is uh, he going to give us? He is the guy, I guess, that, <laughs> yeah. that pitched the idea for the flavor in the first place. All right. Quick question for you. I don't mean to throw this at you, yeah, the uh, stream of consciousness, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, what flavor would you like to see converted to a chip? I haven't really... I haven't put much thought to May it. May I suggest something? Yeah. You always talk about sexy fries. Oh. Would sexy fries make a good potato chip flavor? Yeah, because it's a potato-based yeah, right? uh, product. So sexy fries are, uh, man, it's got uh, garlic Holland. and scallions and hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise. And, and uh, parm and uh, like fresh uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano. It's fantastic. That could be really good. I didn't even think about there that, Steve. Nice yeah, job. What about you. you? Do you have any ideas uh, personally? You think I just want part of that $10,000. Make for a great potato chip. <clears throat> you know what? They, they kind of have nailed the flavors that I really take. Though I have to say, they did the Italian. And hoagie, hers, you know, the, uh, the, they did the primo version. Mm-hmm. I love those chips. They're really good. What about, what oh. about, uh, if you want to have a little Philly flavor, not do the full cheesesteak experience, but how about, uh, whiz, whiz chips? Yes. A little whiz flavor for those who prefer whiz on their cheese. I could see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's like a basic. Do they do a cheddar? I think the, the sour cream. case there's so sour many cream flavors. And, yeah, there's sour cream, cheddar, potato yeah. chips. Absolutely. I don't know if hers makes that flavor or not, but I've seen them before. What what different type of onion chips are there? Because I know there's French onion, right? I'm thinking like uh, sour cream and onion. Sour, all right, which I like love. Fried onion. Fried onion? Huh. Okay. Caramelized yeah. onion? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That might work. <laughs> uh, by the way, in last year's contest, hers went in-house to create three uh, Philly-centric flavors. So they did it on their own. They did the Long Hot, Long Hot Sharp Provolone, and that beat out Special Sauce and Whiz Wit. 
Okay. Oh, so they already did it. it. There yeah, you go. Right. They're way, I mean, these, they're but the that's, pros. That's whiz, that's, you know, cheese whiz and onion. So mine would just be without the onion. And they also make my favorite cheese balls. Uh, hers, <laughs> Chairman and Cheese Executive Ed Her said the company cast a wider net this year because, quote, we love being a local family business and we love the idea of working with other local family businesses. Um, and so the, the article that this mentioned that this was mentioned in, uh, goes on to to just uh, chat real quickly about tomato pie and said, if you ask for tomato pie around the country, you may get a layer of sliced tomatoes swiped from the sub counter atop a red sauce pizza dough. In Trenton at Central and Central New Jersey, you get a thin crust upside down pizza. The yes. cheese is baked directly atop the bottom uh, crust and sauce spread on top. Uh, but apparently what we know around here as uh, tomato pie started a century ago in Italian American bakeries, which make them in large rectangular or, or square sheet pans like focaccia. And some have raised crust. Others are flat. The tomato sauce typically is thick and slightly oily, just a notch thinner than tomato paste, which is what I like about it. I like that consistency. And some shops dust the finished tops with a just a rumor of grated Parmesan. I and, love that rumor. And or Romano. Uh, Romano. Yeah. Almost <laughs> I got as, that on my way out this morning, by the way. <laughs> almost as decoration. Others avoid cheese entirely. I don't hate a little sprinkling I of cheese. I am totally down with that. In fact, it makes, me, it makes me smile a little bit. I, I, like, I like the slightly uh, sweet... Um, sauce. Well, that's what I like about uh, Corpolis. Yes. There's, there's this very so- uh, yeah. sweet. And I've had some that are spicy. Those right. are pretty good, too. But a little dusting of oregano might be good on there a as well. A whiff, a hint. A By the way, Joe Corpolis, the fourth generation, is a son of Julio Butch Corpolis, whose father, an immigrant from Naples named Joe, founded the bakery in Norristown in 1924. Uh, since the mid-1980s, Corpolis' home base has been in East Norton, uh, which has a well-stocked deli as well. And you can find the tomato pies in some supermarkets, uh, but it's best to go to one of the Corpolis locations, Limerick, Audubon, or East Norton. We used, to, we used to just show up and there'd be a Corpolis pie here. They would deliver the them time. to us all the time. No and more. that was straight from, that might have been, that might have been straight from Corpolis. the man himself. Yeah. That might have been uh, from Joe. What do we do? What, we must have upset what happened? Them. We don't get any anymore. I don't know. Oh, they follow us on Instagram. They got too big. Uh, but I'm, remember, I'm as we said last week, we'll give you a free commercial. Right. <laughs> no, no, we won't. That's right. We can't do that. So not that long ago, a grocery store nearby me started uh, uh, carrying Corpolis. Yeah, like oh, they like nice. you come in, there's boxes of them, oh. and it's like, oh, that's a nice little treat. Freshly made though is is oh, the best. Yeah, yeah, it's the absolute best. So uh, congratulations yeah. uh, to Corpolis as they won, and they should have. I thought that was uh, that, was that cool is idea. cool. I have a clip to play with the stream of consciousness now. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. <laughs> I am the stream of consciousness now. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, I thought this was kind of a fun little story to pass along. A Tennessee zoo is asking the public to help name a rare spotless giraffe that was born last month. Oh. I have a name. Okay. Don. No. That's a little boring. Yeah. That was the name of the horse from Hot to Trot. Have you guys seen the... the I have. It, no. it, it is looks it's adorable. It's adorable and it does look unique. It's but it's, just, it's all brown. Right. There, there are no spots on it. Uh, the giraffe was born at Bright's Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. And this is the 
only known spotless giraffe, according wow. to zoo officials. And the last known example was born at the uh, Ueno Zoo in Tokyo. Ueno so Zoo. You ain't no zoo. <laughs> you ain't fat. You ain't nothing. <laughs> You ain't um, no zoo, but it's it's it looks more in its uh, in its body like a horse. Yes, with in, with a gigantic <laughs> neck. Um, so it's extremely rare. I did not know that that was as rare as it is. The word is they barbecue up really nicely. Oh, that's horrible. No, it's, it's it is a, it's. Cool. I wonder though, with sometimes with these things. Uh, uh, this giraffe will eventually develop the spots. By the way, I just said that's horrible. Man, we eat cows on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah you know. they're not giraffes. Yeah, they're not. so sad. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be be straight up about it, they're yeah. not giraffes. They're not giraffes. Yeah, uh, I saw one of them. You ain't no giraffe. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> how are I saw this really funny tweet. It said, uh, "How are unicorns fake, but giraffes are real? Like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. more believable? <laughs> yeah. a horse with a horn or a leopard moose camel with a forty foot neck?" Yeah. <laughs> That's true. By the way, that's true. They um, those necks they can kill you. They, oh, in fact, yeah. they did recently. They one of the yeah. a large giraffe. Uh, it was a female. There was a there was a guy coming close to it. It had a, a calf, or whatever you call a baby giraffe, mm-hmm. and uh, it defensively snapped down on the guy and killed him. Watch videos of giraffes fighting. Yeah. It's crazy that they can even get in the ring. They no, they don't uh, use boxing gloves or anything like that. But they slam their necks up against each other. They use the the, the, yeah. the most powerful like weapon they have, which is the like their neck, and it's it's wild. Um, the newborn reticulated giraffe, by the way, that's the type of giraffe this is, is an endangered species. Uh, zoo officials are hoping that the attention paid to the spotless newborn will help conservation efforts. Uh, the zoo will open a vote for the female giraffe's name on its Facebook page starting today where people can choose one of the four names. Oh, they're pre-existing names. Yes. Okay. So you, you have to uh, you have to vote. Uh, either uh, Kapiki. No. Which means unique. Uh, Ferrali, which means unusual or extraordinary. Shakiri, which means she is most beautiful. Or Jim. Or Jamela, which means one of the great beauty. I like Shakiri. I like Shakiri. Yeah. I like Don. And I like Shakira. I like Don. There you go. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it a girl, though? Yes. Uh, Don, but it's spelled D O H N. (laughs) D A W N. (laughs) Or Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Uh, so those are the choices. Uh, the vote will remain open until Labor Day. Uh, the reticulated giraffe, by the way, is typified by their large brown spots separated by cream-colored lines. Mm. Uh, the animal is native to the eastern African savanna and is an herbivore. And they can females can reach 17 feet in height and weigh up to 2,600 pounds. You ever feed the uh, giraffes like at El- at El- oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, they I give you a, lettuce. I went on a safari in Africa one time and, and saw herds of giraffes, and uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Wait a minute. These things are wild? Yeah. Uh, but they are. It's pretty neat. Uh, Mario has a giraffe comment to make here. Hi, Mario. Good morning. Yeah, copical. What's up, buddy? Hey, so uh, I, I thought of a name for this giraffe. Uh, it says it's a girl. You call it Mrs. Clean because she's spotless. Oh, ah, Mrs. Clean. Well, spotless. Nice job. I like that. Uh, she, 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 love ya. Love ya. Love ya. Like Dr. Mike. I would contact the uh, the Tennessee Zoo, right? Uh, yes. Or the Uana Zoo. No, it's the uh, the Bright's Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's Uano Zoo. Uano <laughs> Zoo. Uano Zoo. What about uh, Nicole? <laughs> 
Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. These are all options. Not really, but no. there are all <laughs> options. All right. Uh, I thought you guys might like that. The stream of consciousness, sir. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Scientists witnessed the first stages of a common accent developing in Antarctica. An, an, an Antarctic in, in Antarctica. Accent. Among its ever-changing population of scientists who spend months together at research stations on the isolated continent. Antarctica has no native population or right. permanent residents, but it does have a transitory community of scientists and support staff who live there for part of the year on a rotational basis. In the summer months, there's about 5,000 people living there, uh, but it drops to about 1,000 in the winter. And while most scientists are there to study things like climate and biodiversity, this extreme living environment has created the perfect Petri dish to research certain aspects of human behavior, culture, and sociolinguistics. In 2019, a team from the Ludwig Macmillan University of Munich yeah. studied the phonetic change in accents among 11 winterers recruited from the British Antarctic Survey. Uh, this included eight people born and raised in England, five in the south and three in the north, one person from the northwest U.S. and another from Germany, and lastly, an Icelandic person. And they recorded their voice at the beginning of the study, then made four more re-recordings at approximately six weekly intervals. And during this time, they were working closely together, so Socializing with one another and having limited contact with the outside world. Over the course of this day, the researchers noticed significant changes in their accents. So everyone started to adopt and blend their accents? Kind of like that, yeah. And so I'm going to guess what they ended up was a deep southern accent, correct? No, not at all. It's actually going to surprise you. Okay. okay? One of the main shifts... And this is what I am interpreting this as. Okay? All right. This is you interpreting the data. One of the main shifts was how the study group started pronouncing their words with longer vowels. Furthermore, there was evidence of linguistic innovation in the group. Toward the end of their stay in Antarctica, the residents were pronouncing uh, sounds... Uh, the O sounds like found in flow and disco from the front of their mouths as opposed to the back of their throats. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's a Philadelphia <laughs> accent. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And th- with your lips. Right, right. Instead of O right. and back here, further back in your in your throat. So it's a natural progression of it's funny. I think that they are now call yeah. Antarctica home. Yeah. And that they are they're picking up. It's Philly South. Yeah. It's Philly South. Very cute. It's way South Philly. So, um, you know, the Viking cruises and a number of other cruise lines are now going and taking cruises of Antarctica. My wife is actually going next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently it, she'll fit right in with the yes. natives because... <laughs> well, she has this Long Island accent she's never been able to shake. So, But yeah, it's pretty wild. The Antarctic accent is not really perceptible. It says here that the changes in the accent were subtle, but significant enough to be acoustically measured and even predictably by mm. the uh, computational model. I love that. Uh, according to the lead study author, he said the changes in... Ac- he said the, the, Ar- the Antarctic accent is not really perceptible as such. It would uh, take much longer for it to become so, but it is acoustically measurable. Uh, he said it's almost an amalgamation of some aspects of the spoken accents of the winterers before they went to Antarctica together with an innovation. It's far more embryonic, 
than conventional English accents, given that it only had a short time to develop. And also, of course, because it's only distributed across a small group of speakers. So it doesn't have enough time to really solidify because they're only there for a certain amount of time. I read a book. It's a fascinating book. And the Southern, the classic Southern accent as we know it, what we might even consider it redneck <clears throat> accent, actually came from England. Yes. And, 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 and it was the way it was diluted, re- reconstructed, yep. reinforced. It's an amazing thing. If you, and, and I saw a documentary on that, Steve, about accents in general and, and Southern accents and that, yes, if, if you start to sound some of the words together, you yes. pick up on how it ended up, uh, you know, being y'all and, right, and, and right. things like that. And, and that it did derive from an English accent. Mother, do we still have more of that fat back? <laughs> so, uh, but as the study shows, close contact and isolation create the ideal conditions for a new accent uh, to rapidly I'm evolve. I'm employed as a moon trainer. No. My accent has changed as I've grown through the years because I we moved around yeah. as a kid a little bit. And I, you know, I, I grew up in a family. I, I was born in town. Tennessee and uh, lived in the South of Bed and I, and I had a very, very strong Southern accent. And uh, when we first moved to the Midwest, it was pointed out to me regularly by, uh, you know, people that I went to school with. At its strongest, how strong was it? Um, I remember, so when, when we, especially after we lived in the Carolinas. Harlan Sanders? Well, I'd be like, uh, so using some of the, the phrase they would use instead of telling people hi, you'd say, yeah. y'all be sure and tell them I said hey. And you, uh-huh. you would imply that? talk like that. Wow, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a, I, I definitely had a, a, an, an accent. I oh. wish I had recordings of me back then, but for sure, yeah, the Southern we accent. We have other recordings. Well, oh, yes, Those we have. the best tasting little <laughs> morsels I have ever had in my life. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> 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 so, if you go to Antarctica long enough, you can pick up on a, a bit of an accent. So, all right, let's move on. The stream of consciousness. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thoughts cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. All right, Kathy. It's really impressive to watch this. I need to get your take on this. Okay. Uh, the headline in this article says, use girl math to justify your next big purchase. Okay. Girl okay. math. Yes. Um, so there was, uh, somebody posted on social media, and to give you an example, says, if you pay in cash, the item is free. And if uh, Sephora or if Sephora is having a sale, you're losing money if you don't buy what you need. Is, uh, that, is that would would you employ that thinking? If there's in a your sale, you're essentially losing money by not going ahead and buying something. That correct, but the cash thing, no. Yeah, it says if you pay cash, the item is free. Other girl math tricks include rounding figures down and dividing the item's price by how many times you will use or wear the item. Yep. I do that with, I every time I get my nails done, I'm like, that is so damn expensive to have somebody put paint on my nails. It annoys me. And then I think about how long I have it on. I'm like, okay, if I have it on for two and a half weeks, I cut that in half and then a few more days. I'm like, all right, you know what? That was worth it. So you you do the math in that case. I have to like talk myself down. What about clothing? So if you if you say if yeah, you, like here's an example for yeah. that, Steve. If you wear a three hundred dollar dress 
20 times, you're really only paying $15. Right, but no one's <laughs> ever wearing a $300 dress 20 times. You're going to wear it about maybe three times. Okay. Uh, so, so it's $100. So, uh, you know what? I, I would say I don't do it as much um, with clothes. I'll do it like years. Like if it's still in style, it's still, you know, a fashion, you know, something that you can wear. I'm like, okay, I've got my money's worth because I'm on year three and I can still wear this. Mm, okay. All right, I can see that. Uh, according to economist Brad Olson, some girl math actually makes sense. He said everyone's now thinking like an economist. Where Where's the economies of scale? How do I get the most bang for the buck here? And I like that thinking, uh, he says. I do think in that term sometimes. How much How much you're going to? Yes, I do as well. Uh, like even for subscriptions and things like that. It's like, okay, if I watch this many shows. One year beaver. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're not talking about magazines. Not magazines. Okay. No, they don't make those anymore. <laughs> uh, or they probably do. Yeah, they do. Uh, but like some of the, like, um, yeah, if, if you buy into a, um, like, for example, there's a um, there's a driving range that I go to. And okay. if you pay X amount for the year, then you can have unlimited use. Well, right. if I go X amount of times a week, I'm going to get my money's worth. You know what I mean? No, that I absolutely know what you're talking about. And then about. Do you, you then have to, like, force yourself. At least I did. Like, yeah, I would go. have to force myself. Get your money's like, worth. Uh, I'm I mean, going to do this. <laughs> um, but back to, like, the, the coupons and stuff like that. So I... Oh, I it was like I had to start throwing them out because I would keep every single one that I got. This was a point in my life. And I would go to the store before the expiration date to make sure you that, use it. that I used it. Mm. And then I realized, okay, this is ridiculous because right. now I'm buying things that I don't need just yes. to get the $20 off. But the if it's, yeah, if it's something that you use and you're going to spend money on anyway, you're going to pay full price for it like makeup. So there's, you know, I use the same makeup and there's specific mascara that I use. If it ever goes on sale, I would absolutely go and get it. It would be like wasting money if I didn't go purchase it on sale. Okay. And I, I that makes sense to me. Especially if it's something you know for sure and, and you stock them and you're like, all right, now I have three years worth yeah. of this stuff. What about a tactical shovel? Uh, well, there, Steve, there were points where I was like, I was getting like free scarves from Nordstrom, Nordstrom yeah. and like, and I'm, I have I have an entire drawer of scarves, and I'm like, I don't ever wear them. Ever. I don't wear these. Like, but there might be a day somewhere where scarves are like the thing, and you're like, dude, I have a thousand of these. I have, Listen, wait, and you know, wait, another, use it the Rapunzel way in case the house sets on fire. <laughs> another one is um, DSW. They do free uh, with a purchase, you get a free item. I have so many like overnight bags, and like th- yeah. these, like I have a pool bag from them, and I'm like, I don't need any more bags. Yeah, the one thing you don't want to do is be taken, like, you'll, you'll, you'll kind of, I always suspect, okay, what's the angle on this? How are they getting, mm. how are well, they getting Because they're getting you in there, right, and yeah. I'm probably, you know, I wouldn't buy another pair of right. shoes of sneakers, but I want that free weekender, so I'm going to go in and... Yeah, buy $1,200 worth of scarves. Right, yeah. right. So, um, when you eventually get overloaded, because I know you don't like clutter either. No. Do you do you give those to friends? Do you donate? What do you, what do you do to get rid of your bags? You leave them in uh, a fortunate bag, don't you? <laughs> um, no, you know what? I yeah, like I, I will. So, so there was at one point I got a subscription, and every month it came with like sample makeup. Okay, this was like the 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 bitch boxes. Right. Basically, um, it was Birch Box, and it came with uh, a little cosmetic bag each month. So I had 
if I did it for a year, I had 12 little bags. Like there was no need for all of them. So one year uh, for Christmas, I like filled them up, put gift cards in them and little products and then like gave them away. And then I eventually stopped the subscription. So I was like, all right, I don't need any more bags. I got plenty of makeup now. So I did this thing a couple of weeks ago where I I, I took a calculated risk. And so I was buying something at Home Depot and I was getting a gate for my deck. Now, I bought the package that was kind of tampered with. Right. Knowing full well that uh, when I got home, there could be pieces missing from said package, and I would just have to make the trip all over again. You now, took the gamble. But but the gamble is this. When you go and you buy a package from Home Depot that has been tampered with, you can get them to take money off of it, right? So And so that's what I did. I said, right. hey, this is... Let's just say $100, uh, you know, but it's been tampered with. How much will you take off? So they ended up taking off $25. That's pretty good. Okay. When I got home, the hinges were missing, right? right. And, and, but I knew, and there was no gate. <laughs> and there was no gate. No, but so what it ended up doing is that I had to go back to Home Depot yeah. to get a package that hadn't been tampered with. And but steal I, those. <laughs> no, no, no. But I ended up saving $25. They didn't me, charge you the extra. They didn't charge me the extra. for Because you swapped out. Because I swapped out. Oh, okay. Out. So it was a clean swap and they didn't charge you and, any. Okay, okay, well, there you go. And mm-hmm. so, to me, I, $25 was worth the extra trip back to home. You just paid $25 in gas, though, to go there and back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah. it wasn't that far so away. So, that was a gate. That was a gate. Yeah, you had that on your porch. Isn't that when you saw those geese out in your yard? And, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were fighting. <laughs> And I was going to yell to the geese at them, but from, then I was like, your porch. they don't speak porch to geese. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> Look at me. I yeah. set you up for a you day. You did set was, me up I, for I, that. I, I Thank you. I was already it. standing up and everything. But I was standing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't do your chair adjust. Yeah. By the way, listen, speaking of this first comment says, if you uh, if you uh, pay in cash, then the item is free. I don't get that No, either, that, that makes no sense. Yes. But I do want to mention this. The other day I went to a hardware store and I was just buying uh, just some screws, like single screws, which are, you know... Pennies on the dollar, yeah. and uh, and so I'm. Pay- I'm at Do you the- want to screw for that hinge? I'm at the cash <laughs> register and I'm paying, and it was uh, it was two dollars and ten cents or something like that. So I give the woman three one dollar bills, and I haven't paid cash in a little while, and she looks at me like, kind of strange, like she's like, "What is this?" You no, know, she goes, <laughs> "You want all that change back?" And I go. Yeah, I go. I yeah. don't. I don't have any. This is you know it's all three dollars. Here's two ninety. And she's like, "Wow, you're gonna be carrying around all that change." I'm like, <laughs> "Since when did ninety cents in change uh-huh. become all like, that change?" Right, right, right. It's because. So many people, pay, you, a lot of people are playing, paying with, uh, you know, the Venmo and credit right. cards and, and right. debit cards. It's not a thing. That it seemed like that was going to be a burden on my day. I like having that change That I had in my 90 cents in my pocket. Oh, man. A little That's bit really of change. Annoying. I haven't yeah. had change in my pocket in a while either. I've I don't mainly wanna... been playing with the, uh, paying with the card. But yeah, I thought was... it was funny. Her reaction, she looked at me like yeah. I had three eyes. Like, why comment on that? I don't know. That's she wasn't weird. rude about no, it. But okay. It was just it Maybe was just you need to shut up. I found it kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and she thought that would bother you. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a change pocket in these shorts. Is it one of the. Uh, it's 40, uh, 48 cents. Okay. Yeah. And it was Ooh. not a burden at all, President. Okay. Okay. Wow. But it's got a zipper attached to it. And so I can keep my. my uh, Anything over 50 becomes a bit of a burden. Yeah. Yeah. Then you sound like a medieval so. knight walking around. Yeah. Oh, man. If I can. If I can. <laughs> 
If I could pay with exact change, I feel like a champ at that yes. point. Um, like, it's a sense of accomplishment. Oh, I don't yeah. even take change. Why don't you call your manager out? I'm sure he wants to give me an award. <laughs> I don't even take change out. Like, if it's like, you know, $3.30, I don't even look. I know I have change well, you have there, the but ra- I don't even look. The standard- roundup function on, on all these bills now. Sure. The yeah. standard ritual coming home for me was to, first thing as I walked in the door, Dump yeah. my change into the change. Yeah. But yeah. we have a, a gigantic mason jar. It's like a, like yeah. a five-gallon mason, mason jar. jar. Yeah. And eventually, over the course of five or six years, we'd save up like $1,200 worth of change. Yeah. And it hasn't gone anywhere. It's been forever. Yeah. We, we had the same thing. And and uh, it used to be sort of a standard every couple of month ritual. First off, they don't they don't have the uh, the automatic counting machines that they used to have. Like the TD Banks used to have, and they got rid of them. Yeah, Republic has them now, yeah. but apparently... You, you find them at grocery stores. You have, yeah. You, um, so Republic, you used to not have to be a customer, and you yeah. could just go there. But now you have to be a customer, or mm-hmm. they're going to you know Shoot pay 5%. You. No, they They'll take a percent. Is there a fee for a Queen Star? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it might be like ten percent or something. Yeah, like that's that. annoying. Of your entire yeah. gross worth. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's no, a, no, just what you're, the change you're turning. Preston, there's a plot line in season three of uh, Righteous Gemstones where Steve Zahn's character has to take a whole bunch of coins into a Queen Star, and then something happens afterwards, and I won't spoil it, but it's it's funny. All right, yeah. I got to see that. All right, do I have time for one more? Yeah, one more, and we? that's it. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. Um, this is stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, but a uh, TikTokers are using the viral 369 method to manifest everything from reconnecting with exes to making new friends. And how do you perform the ritual? Yes, well, the 369 method. How yes. do you do it? You write down your goal three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon. No. And then nine times before going to bed. Nine times? times. Yes, you actually do it nine times. I can't because the music's too loud, Casey. Nine times. All right, so some manifestors recommend keeping it up for 33 days. No. All all these are divisible by three. Yeah. Uh, Some people believe manifesting works. Now, what it might do, what it might do, as it says here, is focus... Help you focus on a goal over time. If it's an attainable Cancel TikTok. If it's for something to magically happen. No. Forget. Matt, you can't do magic unless you got to be at Hogwarts. Uh, Some do think that something magical is at play, like numerology, which I've never really looked into and don't really know what that's about. Numerology for for a a period of time, Preston. I I don't know, but I know that the um, numerology books used to fly off the shelf. Again, I worked at a bookstore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, the numerology was huge. Yeah. So it may be, I think it's good to write down your goals. Yes. And, and things that you want to attain, like when I'm going on a, on a weight loss yeah. uh, excursion, I will write down what I want to do and, and have it there. And I see it, it's, you know, right by my um, uh, bathroom mirror and I see it. Right less list. And that helps me uh, to stay focused on the task at hand. It does, it does actually help to convert it to just, and I will handwrite things and then convert it to text in the computer, but simply by handwriting it. Yeah. It helps me retain it better. I'm uh, when I when I need to get things done, I make a list. I have um, you know one of those uh, erase yeah, yeah. Uh, boards, and I I write every day. You know the four or five things that I need to achieve for the day, and I love hmm. 
going over and crossing one off because I'm like <laughs> done. And uh, do you ever um, do something, uh, realize it's not on your list, write it up on the list, and then cross it off? <laughs> uh, I have done that before. Yeah, yeah like, I already well, did, I that. did this. I just so that you can give myself credit for uh-huh. this. But you have to do it in a way that impacts. Like a lot of times, I'll cut the end of my finger and I'll write my list on the curtains in blood. In okay. blood. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Got to do what you got to do. This way, I remember it. Uh, so yeah, they're saying that if you write down your what you wish for. <laughs> Three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon. I want a spotless giraffe. And then nine times <laughs> before you go to bed. Uh, apparently, it can it can. It's anything like something. this. That's creative visualization. It's, yeah. it's, it's a self, you know, um, reinforcement. It's all of those things I think do work. But you have to find the one that works for you. Well, and it also has to be realistic. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say, God, is anyone writing that nine times before bed? Nine. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. All right. This has been. The stream of consciousness now. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Rivulets. <laughs> the great Harvey Corman. All right, with that, yes, we will indeed take a break because I have some phenomenal, bizarre file stories to share with you. Joining us on the program in the 9 o'clock hour, Sting. Gordon wow. Sumner himself will be on the show. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Blew out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, Open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do some beat file stories now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing Repairs, your system. The same day or you don't pay, you can book online at horizoneasybook.com. All right, we will start with this story. A Mexican man considers himself lucky to be alive after being shot in the head at least two times, only to have the bullets ricochet off of his skull. Mr. Lucky. Uh, The man referred to only as Francisco by Mexican media was strolling through the streets of... um, 
Mexico City when he was approached. Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, he was approached by a man identified as Carlos who shot him in the head at close range two times. Now, the reasons for the attack have not yet been revealed, but what most headlines have been focusing on is a miraculous outcome of the gunshots. Instead of going through Francisco's head, the point-blank shots ricocheted off his skull, leaving him with minor flesh wounds. The, the shooter said that Francisco was not as fun to say as he thought it would have been. <laughs> Listen to this. It's, it's hard to explain exactly how Francisco survived the attack, but according to some sources, uh, it was a miraculous combination of several factors. First of all, it seems that the bullets used by the assailants were really old and the gunpowder unusually damp. Wow. This combined with the fact that the gun was of a really small caliber and had a very short barrel, which affected the velocity and overall piercing power of the bullets. It's like a one in a billion chance that this would happen this way. Instead of piercing the man's skull, they just bounced off his skull. Uh, having only <laughs> suffered minor flesh wounds, Francisco was able to alert some nearby security guards who quickly seized the assailants. For now, the reasons of the attack remain a mystery. But what the is your age... name again? You say Francisco? Yes. That's and, fun to say. And uh, they, he considers himself extremely lucky. Yeah. Francisco, that's fun to say. <laughs> Story of Francisco. <laughs> An alleged... No, I don't know why, but just listen to the story. An alleged firebug in Melbourne, Australia, southeast, was caught with live ducklings in his underwear. <laughs> All right, I've wait, done wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Firebug? What's a firebug? A fire an arsonist. An arsonist. Oh. oh. So the 31-year-old man with no fixed address was arrested on Sunday night after 12 fires were reported over the weekend. They say keeping ducklings in your underwear is quite common amongst arsonists, Preston. A small fire included uh, blazes in a loading dock behind a school, in a shop parking lot, outside a real estate agent's house, and in several trash cans. (laughs) After the arrest, police searched the man and allegedly found two live ducklings... (laughs) In his underwear. He wanted to make his butt quack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just thought of that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, The man has been charged with animal cruelty, four counts of lighting an open air fire as well. And he uh, was remanded to the magistrate's court on Monday. So he's going to court. Was he their mommy? I don't know. know. Maybe he thought he was. Probably did. My children. A mistake made by a hot air balloon pilot who had drugs, including cocaine in his system, caused a crash in a 2021 uh, in uh, 2021 in New Mexico that killed all five people on board, according to investigators. Oh, wow. I remember uh, this. The NTSB said that it its uh, final report released this week that pilot Nicholas Molesky did not maintain enough clearance from power lines when trying to land. He hit the power lines and crashed into a busy intersection. The report said investigators found no evidence of mechanical malfunctions. uh, And the amounts of cocaine and marijuana found in his system suggest recent use that would have likely had impairing effects that contributed to the crash. So if you're getting into a hot air balloon and the hot air balloon pilot is doing lines, should you mention that to someone? Uh, Maybe. Uh, Molesky's family said that their hearts go out to the families of the passengers, Mary Martinez and husband Martin, and their friends Susan and John Montoya. Um, Witnesses told investigators that the balloon envelope separated from the basket after hitting the power line and floated away. It was found south of the crash site. So dude was doing blow and trying to pilot uh, a hot air balloon. Not a good combination. All right, how about this? Three people have died and three others have been hospitalized after drinking milkshakes contaminated with listeria bacteria from a restaurant in Tacoma, Washington. 
Do you have to have that in your milkshake, or can you uh, opt out? The investigators found the outbreak was linked to ice cream machines that were not cleaned properly. Uh, yes. At a Frugal's restaurant site in uh, Tacoma. Listeria, here's why I didn't know this. Listeria can affect people up to 70 days after what? consumption. I didn't know that. And the machines were used through August 7th, so... And I, I pride myself on my Listeria knowledge. But tracking that back, yes. that, that amount of time, would be very difficult. So that's... When they, when you you guys have Nick, you at, at, at McDonald's having clean cleaning out the ice cream machines. That they they talk about listeria, right? That's yeah, part of the process. The ice cream machine and the Sunday machine were the two most difficult to clean right. out because you had to be the most thorough for both of those. So the six individuals were hospitalized between February 27th and July 22nd. That's a wide. It's spread. pretty amazing that they traced it back. And genetic fingerprinting from the bacteria inside the milkshake showed that it was the same strain of listeria that triggered the hospitalizations. Two of the three who survived said they had a milkshake from the same. Frugals and Tacoma before getting sick. Symptoms of listeria infection include fever and muscle aches and sometimes diarrhea and other gastrointestinal problems. Other symptoms are headache, confusion, and convulsions. They noticed all these boys showing up at the yard and they realized it was the milkshake pressure. <laughs> uh, anyone who ate at the Tacoma restaurant between May 29th and August 7th and is showing symptoms of listeria is urged to contact a doctor. That's freaky, man. Well, I didn't realize it was lethal, too. Yep. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, I'd like to do one of these right now. If you are available tomorrow night to be able to go to Harris in Atlantic City and go to the pool after dock to see a screening of Vacation Friends 2 with our good friend Sarah, we'd like to set you up. You'll get complimentary food and beverage and an overnight stay and is good for tomorrow night only. It's pretty cool. All right, so we will take caller number 27. At 215-263-WMMR. And by the way, uh, the movie is going to be streaming live on Hulu on Friday, August 25th. John Cena, uh, Meredith Hagner, Steve Buscemi, Lil Ray. There's a ton of people in this movie. And it uh, picks up just a few months after the end of Vacation Friends. So let's get you on board for that. Call number 27-215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, coming up around 930, Sting is going to be on our show. Looking forward to that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's another MMR concert event. Greta Van Fleet, the Starcatcher World Tour, September 19th at Wells Fargo Center. Ask Preston and Steve's Word of the Week correctly on Friday, and you'll win a pair of floor tickets, backstage passes, plus a guitar signed by the band. Text Greta, G-R-E-T-A, to 39333 for a link to all the details. Greta Van Fleet, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Somebody had a birthday yesterday. Yes. Somebody... Turned 40 years old. I can't believe no. it. I can't believe it. Marissa's birthday was yesterday. Wow. Good God, she You're got... You're not allowed to be 40! Got you... married and turned 40 all within the span of, like, you know, just a Four few months. weeks. It's yeah. crazy. It, it, of all the people I've known in my life, I cannot... If no. it, you're not 40. You're not 40. <laughs> you will perpetually be 25 to me. I've always said that none of us are old until Marissa turns 40. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. And we're not. Boy, <laughs> you guys. No, man. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, Preston. Yeah. That's 100%. Crazy. It doesn't. I, I, man, I get it when people say age is a number or it just. 
doesn't It's the really amount of years feel. you've been alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't live like I'm 40. We don't act oh. like we're 40, so. No, yeah. it, it, and honestly, it's a rolling, ch- as you go through them, like I always thought, as I said before, yeah, who wants to live till they're in, in their 40s? And, and then you, it's like, but you, you are every bit the same <laughs> Person when we first got yeah. here, you know, well, feeling, not, nothing's changed. Feeling a little nostalgic uh, yeah. recently. There is a Polaroid that is hanging up in the promotions office here at WMMR. I saw it, and it says Marissa Summer two thousand three, and yeah. wow. that is when I started wow. here. It was, you know, and we came here two years later. Yeah, two thousand five. I thought that I was just, you know, my time was done. You, there was a new morning show coming. <laughs> I met you guys, Make and sure I was that like, didn't happen. well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seventeen. 18, 19 years later, here we are. You're a kid, man. Yeah. I I called her not that long ago. So I I, I called her kiddo, which yeah, is what yeah. I call my youngest, by the way. <laughs> and I got I stopped. I go. I can't believe I just called you kiddo. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean this term of endearment. Wow. Okay. Well, anyhow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Hey, we thanks. hope you had a, you hope had a, had a great time yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Do want to hear about what happened with your birthday, but we have someone for you to speak to this morning. Oh, we thought it wow. might be kind of nice to get somebody on <laughs> who you would like speak to speak to around this momentous time. Who would you want to talk to on your Yeah, who would you want to talk to? Oh my goodness. I I I don't know. The my I know for years Casey's always tried to book somebody who I might want to talk to. And so I'm blown away. Whoever it could be, I'm going to be blown away. This, this, this person figures prominently in a pivotal cinematic yes. moment in your life. Ooh. You may remember him as Mark <laughs> from Empire Records <laughs> or the bass player <laughs> that thing you do, ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Oh my god, Ethan, I like literally, my knees just buckled. I was like, of all the people who, Ethan Emery came in studio years ago, yeah. I think before you guys were even here, it was with the old morning show, and I, I, I turned to jelly. Like, I was like, oh my god, this guy who I had a crush on, who like his CD, like that little Empire Records CD, lived in my backpack for years. I'm just blabbering now because <laughs> Ethan Emery is on the phone right now. Uh, <laughs> when, when was that? When was that? It must have been 2005? No, it had to be like 2002, before 2003. Four, well, five, when you, when you yeah. first started, so in 2003, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the I wonder what tour we were doing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what you could have been promoting at that time. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama was 2002. <sighs> Would have been right after Harold and Kumar? No. Mm. No, maybe a show or something. I don't know. Yeah, you, a ton of TV stuff, and uh, you know, it's it's funny yeah. though, Ethan. And, and we we had you on um, when there was the the big podcast reunion um, of uh, that thing you do. Yep. And uh, we had yeah. your, your castmates. It was sensational. One of our favorite interviews. You were fantastic. We had all of the O'Neaters on that. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But uh, Empire Records has become this cult thing in addition it's just it's one of those movies i remember when it came out um it, you know it, it it hit but it it has n- had nowhere near the traction when it was first released that it has now and marissa constantly <laughs> refers references uh empire records are you surprised at what a juggernaut it's become in the years since well, I mean, like you said, it's nothing that you could you couldn't predict it. That's for sure. We didn't even know that it it 
that that it had become so popular. Yeah. The, um, and the the, uh, the director had absolutely no idea because he's not on social media or anything like that. And then they did a 20th anniversary screening of it in Los Angeles in this outdoor movie theater. And I got him, I invited him and I, and I got him to show up and he, he'd never seen it with an audience. Wow. He had no idea that it had like gained this cult following. So he showed up and he watched, like he can't, he got there and there's 5,000 people dressed up like the character. <laughs> he was just absolutely freaking out. But yeah, you know, it- you know, Marissa, we we were talking about age, and everybody's saying like forty doesn't feel like forty. Forty, big deal. It's just a number, you know. You want to know how old forty is? Please tell me. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> My son is twenty five. Oh! Oh! <laughs> we're twenty five, though. How's that possible? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's too funny. So that's that's why. Hey, let me ask you, uh, what does your son think of? I mean, you, you're you have so much uh, content that's rooted in a, in, a, in a certain period of time. You know, in the, in the formative what some teen movies and Empire Records and, and things like that. What does your son think of those uh, projects? Has he seen them? Uh, what kind of feedback do you get? I remember I, I, I showed him Empire Records. <laughs> When he was about 15, maybe a little younger. Yeah, maybe a little young. He, he was in his teens. Mm-hmm. And I remember he looked at me afterwards and he was like, you were a hipster. <laughs> 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 You're like, no, I was a punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they, they kind of blended together in the 90s. I guess. You're right. Well, if you think of Empire Records now, it's it's almost it's almost like a historical document. There are there are there are a whole bunch of people who have no idea what the record store vibe mm. phenomenon culture was like. In a way, you helped chronicle one of the quintessential experiences of growing up in that time. And the dangers of diet pillage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Empire Records and Jesse Spano change those for life. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I'm so excited scene. Oh, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I'm like I know the name Jesse Spano. Yeah. I'm like, Who the hell Saved is by the bell. Okay, all right. Well, that's another one of your things. Uh, there you go, uh, Ethan. Ethan of the of the characters uh, that you've played, uh, which one do you get asked about most, or people approach you and and say, oh, "I loved you in this." Uh, is there one that stands out among the others, or are there um, or are there a bunch of them? I mean, it, it it really does. It depends on the person, I guess I would say, because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've kind of started really loving making horror movies lately. Um, so it's it, it would be weird if one of those like hyper goth individuals walked up and <laughs> funny enough, though they really do like that thing you do, those goths. Really, that movie, yeah, the, that movie reaches all of them. Um, but currently, it's the the Grace and Frankie. Um, yes, probably just because I'm I'm that bald now. <laughs> <laughs> join join the club, yeah, yeah. That, that's me yeah. as well. Well, you you mentioned horror movies, and and um, you know it's funny now. And I've heard a couple of industry. Obviously, there's the strike going on and all that stuff, so not a lot's happening. Independent films, or some of them are being made. But um, you know, uh, uh, they've uh, sort of the the the. Uh, 
production companies and, and the movie companies have sort of turned their gaze back on horror because when it's done right, it can be incredibly effective. It can catch an audience. It can, a high concept can work and it can be done for, you know, a, a smaller budgets. What, where, 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 does you, where are your sensibilities in the world of horror? What, what, what do you consider the greats? I, I mean, yeah, I think when it's done right, I think horror can be the highest art form. Because, like, what, what what is art except for wanting to trigger a emotional and or physical reaction from your viewer? Exactly. Um, yeah. And scaring somebody, making them uh, jump, that's one of the biggest reactions you can get out of them. Um but like, like favorite horror movies? Yeah. Is that my, is well, that, I mean, the classics like Shining, I think, is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, are you are you a, a William Freakin fan? The Exorcist. I, it, I, it doesn't get me. Okay. Wow. You know, because I don't believe I get it. It's scary, spook scares, all that. Right. I don't believe in demons. Ah. You know? So yeah, that's going to kill it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe in really horrible people. I got. Like, you. Have you seen? I saw the devil. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. It's re- it's Ugh. really good. Really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's 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 a lot of really inventive good stuff. I mean, I think we started on a really good trend recently with uh, a couple of years ago with It Follows and these creative low budget. Really good movies. Yeah. These yep. these and the conceits. Really what 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 are, what are you working on now in the horror realm? We were going to do one. Uh, we were going to start one back in uh, in July, uh, but we had to shut it down. Uh, all right. Well, we, we, let us know if, if it does go through and, and gets completed. We'd love to promote it. Absolutely. Yeah. What are, you, what are you doing for your birthday tonight, Marissa? Marissa, what's up? <laughs> uh, well, so it was yesterday. We were uh, down at the beach, and it was fun tonight going to uh, Tomato Hubble, Hubble Blue on uh, a River Twice in uh, South Philly. What is that? Yes. It's just tomato a tomato. Yes. <laughs> it's a tomato-themed uh, menu at okay. a restaurant. Yeah, she's vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Ethan, uh, Marissa goes, Marissa is, has. She's a, a foodie. A yeah. foodie and a complete. Oh, yeah fear of being left out of things so she is out all the time so last last night i asked i said who's the birthday person what's their name you know because mm-hmm. uh, i just got this random message on twitter like hey you want to celebrate a birthday in the morning i was like yeah, you. yeah. Um, thank you uh and they said, your last, so you just got married. Congratulations on that. Did you keep your amazing, incredible last name or do you have a new, incredible last name? Guys, Ethan Embry thinks my last name is cool. Um, no, I did. I did. My husband and I um, did not plan the wedding whatsoever. So we didn't talk about changing last names, which I hear is a bitch to change your name. Like yeah. I have friends that have been going through the process for two years trying to change all of that stuff. So mm. I'm here for it. She I'm still sticking. has a Last name. Yeah, yes. sticking with Magnata for now. Uh, yeah. When it shows up in text form and it's just your last name, it looks like someone's talking about a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> By I the like way, it. Ethan, uh, Marissa and her now husband, they, they eloped. They went to Vegas and they were the first That's ever. the only way to get married, by the way. <laughs> and, and they were the first ever wedding. At I've the... been married in Vegas four times. <laughs> 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 well, they were they were the first ones ever to be married at the Punk Rock Museum. Nobody had ever done a oh, wedding man. there before, and they and they they were allowed to do that. So, pretty big milestone. 
Were, did you guys, uh, did you dress festively? We, we, or were just surrounded by spikes? Uh, and, and- it, it was a little bit of both. I uh, found some pretty cool heels with some, uh, you know, sparkles on it. My husband had, you know, a Vans checkered tie and some fresh Vans and a suit that we pulled out of the closet. We pulled the whole thing together in like two weeks. But the Punk Rock Very Museum, nice. I cannot recommend enough. Fat Mike from No Effects and Fletcher from Pennywise and a whole bunch of people um, um, got together and pretty much reached out to every punk rocker they knew and said, during COVID, don't throw out all of the junk you're about to clean out of your garage. Give it to us. And they curated this museum that just builds from like the 60s and the Sex Pistols all the way through Warp Tour and Rancid and Offspring right. until wow. MXPX. It's it's really, really cool. Um, uh, there's a death museum in Los Angeles. Oh. And my favorite little, uh, 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 I just woke up. I'm <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Yeah. yeah the, the, my favorite thing that they had in there was Gigi Allen's clothes that he died in. Oh. Okay, so. You know, a, Gigi, you know. Not, Gigi who, Allen. Who is that? He was this punk rocker that would always say. Tonight's the night I'm going to kill myself on stage. Oh, I remember that yes. story. Yeah, there was that documentary hated. He's horrible. He's yeah. just awful. He's a disgusting human. Yeah, he used to wipe uh, his ass with the flag. He would take a dump on stage yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. video of him. Yeah, yeah, and they had his clothes. <laughs> well, that's the- pretty yeah. wild. Well- <laughs> To make that an attraction, that's wild. At the Punk Rock Museum, they have Joe Strummer's very last bag of weed. Apparently, the weed that was in his pocket, somebody grabbed, um, which yesterday was Joe Strummer's birthday. We share a birthday. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yes. Are you into collecting stuff like that, uh, Ethan? I mean, because, you know. Morbid art. Morbid, yeah. Because, you know, uh, Crispin Glover used to collect, like, really weird old medical instruments. Well, that's Crispin Glover. <laughs> that's the type of person that would do that. Right, right. You not so much. Yeah. Ethan, no, uh, we, we, we go to antique shops. But okay. not, um, Sonny, my wife, she does like the macabre. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of Sonny, Ethan, and, and please, uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but um, I just looked up because you mentioned getting married in Vegas four times. Uh, so you, you were married to Sonny, and then you guys got divorced, and then you got remarried. And um, I always find that fascinating. You share that with, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but with uh, Jimmy Buffett and Muggsy Bogues, of all people. <laughs> they were married to somebody, uh, then things happened, they got divorced, and then they got back together. Um, what was that like, reconnecting Muggsy, with Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues was a, a, the, one of the shortest basketball players of all time, and uh, he was married to a woman. They got divorced, and then they they ended up getting back together again. Uh, I just find, I find I'm that sure fascinating. Short basketball, <laughs> like five two, five three, something like that. He was That's in the NBA. Short. Yeah, That's pretty short. Yeah, <laughs> five three. <laughs> I mean, that's short for baseball. Yeah. That's yeah. short for jockeys. You're yeah. like running between people's legs. Yeah. You're yeah. that short. <laughs> taller than Marissa, though. Yes. Two inches taller than me. Yeah, Marissa, yeah, this is tiny. Well, I do, I yeah, do want to... Go ahead, Marissa. No, 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 please. You go ahead, Ethan. I was... We, we, we went to Vegas in 2005 and got married. Uh, we got married at uh, the Chapel of the Bells. Oh. Huh? Um, also put together over a weekend, <laughs> um, and we were married for seven years, and we got divorced in 2011. 
And then we got remarried in uh, 2015, I want to say, 2015. Um, the first wedding, I was very hungover. <laughs> and, um, the second wedding, I had not been hungover for more than four years. Okay. And I must say, this span of our relationship is... Um, I'm doing better this. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for you and, uh, it, that it all worked out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So far. So far. So far. <laughs> well, since this is my birthday and we're talking to one of my favorite actors from one of my favorite movies, uh, Ethan, I would love to hear a story from Empire Records. I mean, I grew up just this movie was my dream job. It introduced me to so much music, which I didn't realize. Dire Straits, Guar, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, Kaidu Shivers, all yeah. of these great all movies. Yeah. It's all over the place. Or these bands. Um, like, What was it like on set? I mean, that big rave at the end, was that a real part? Party. Like, I would just love to hear some of your stories. Well, the rave at the end was one of the first things that we shot. Oh. Um, which is, yeah, um, which is why uh, uh, Toby Maguire, some people say that they can see him in it. <laughs> There's one um, scene where he is hanging on a pole. I have watched it with my friends. I like pause the VHS. You can just see him for about one frame. So he was still, I think he lasted... <laughs> maybe a week and a half into filming. So when we when we did the movie back in the day, you used to rehearse things. Um, you'd show up a month before production actually started shooting and have a rehearsal period. And the rehearsal period for Empire Records was mostly picking the music that your character would listen to and making sure that the wardrobe was authentic and correct. Um, Alan Moyle was awesome, the director. So the rehearsal period was was really just character development and making things seem authentic. Um, but uh, so Toby was there for the whole month of rehearsal and pre-production, and then he had to leave uh, about a week into filming. But he was there for that big. Um, uh, party rave scene, um, but uh, have you heard the the story of uh, Brendan Sexton and I crashing a golf cart into Anthony Lapaglia's brand new um, Bronco? No, no, I have not. This no. is great. Hey, by the way, Anthony Lapaglia, you know, was the the career was definitely he he was getting a lot of traction at that point, and the fact that he. Did you guys kind of um, did you guys kind of look up to him, and is that what made you decide to crash into his vehicle? Lapaglia <laughs> <laughs> was always he's super cool, very laid back. Um, I think he at this point he'd be in his thirties. Yeah, so he was definitely. Old. I was, gosh, I was fifteen. <gasps> Maybe I was sixteen. No, I was fifteen. I turned sixteen when we were out there. Um, so I got a uh, a golf cart <laughs> to drive around the studio while we were shooting, um, and uh, I let Brendan um, drive it. Brendan was two years younger than me, so he was fourteen, um, and uh, he saw a mound of earth. Oh no! 
that he wanted to jump. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he jumped it right into the door of Anthony's brand new Eddie Bauer uh, black Ford Bronco. Destroyed the door. <laughs> That's awesome. And this, you know, Eddie Bauer, like the sign of the times, that was like the interior to get. And you had to wait a long time because this is right after uh, O.J. Simpson drove down. <laughs> Everyone wanted a Bronco. Everybody wanted a Bronco. So he had to wait forever to get this thing, and it had just shown up. And he was so stoked. And like you said, he wasn't like insanely popular, but he was doing well enough to get a new Bronco. Yeah. And then we destroyed it. Oh, man. Okay. Who told him? Uh, both, both, uh, Brandon and I went and told him, like, we just ruined your car, sir. <laughs> sir. And he was totally cool about it. I, I mean, I would imagine he was cool in front of us. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. was pretty pissed afterwards. But he, um, he laughs about it now when I bring it up. Did insurance, uh, on the set cover that or did you guys have to buck up? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and Dad it took a care of it. thousand dollars worth of damage. I do remember that. Oh my God! All right, so I have to ask yeah. a question too. With that, how, how many how many brownies did you end up eating during all those takes? <laughs> there was a lot of weed on the set. Um, <laughs> ah. All right, and the brownies were real. Um, <clears throat> the brownies were real. I remember they came from Raleigh. Um. And there was, uh, he because it was, that was actually the very last day of shooting. Um, the Guar thing that I did was the last thing I shot. So he walked up, he's like, your rack present is in the foil. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. And you're, you're, you're 16 at the time. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the tame stuff. That's the, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely want to hear about it at some point. I assume at any point, if you were to come across a Guar concert going on, you have carte blanche to go up on stage, correct? Sonny and I just went, um, uh, I can't remember if it was just before, it must have been just before the pandemic. Um, Guar was coming through Atlanta. And so I reached out to them on Twitter and, and said, my wife's never been. Can we get in? And they hooked us up and got us tickets. It's great. Um, yeah, completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but the high art. I mean, that did she did she appreciate it? Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, the amount of work those guys are going through in those costumes. <laughs> and it's like, and every single one of them is from the stage hands to the... Uh, to the musicians, the amount of work that goes into keeping that show from falling apart completely is oh, nuts. I'm yeah, sure. I, I, had the, I had the pleasure of seeing the one time live in concert. It's, it, you will not forget it. Wow. No, you won't. All right. Well, listen, Ethan, by the way, and obviously the strike is going on, so we don't know what your next project is or what you want to mention. But, um, you know, if you do have something coming up and, and uh, you want to promote it, please let us know. We're more than happy to uh, get the word out about it. And, Ethan, thank you Hopefully. so much. Of course, Marissa. Happy birthday to you. Happy, we, happy birthday. We appreciate it. You've been um, so gracious to the show, too. When I, I had reached out to you over Twitter for the That Thing You Do uh, reunion just to have you on because I thought it would be the first connection I could make. And suddenly you were the one who brought all of the other guys. You're like, let's get everybody on. So we built this uh, really, really magical moment. So thank you for being so gracious to the show. 
that was a really fun little period <laughs> to turn something like Adam's death into something fun. Right. I really enjoyed that. Absolutely. It was really good. Nice. Um, yeah, anytime, guys. Oh, we appreciate anytime. it. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Ethan. Have a great day. Ethan Embry, everybody. Yeah. Part of uh, Marissa's. Guy gets up extra early to do that. How literally uh, just reached out to him like yesterday or the day before and said, "Do you mind coming on?" He's like, "Absolutely." So that was really cool. Am I red? Like a little bit. I'm like a little flush. I'm Ethan Embry. Well, we're not done yet. Oh man, guys. So Marissa, (laughs) we would like you, and and hopefully. This all comes together. You know how loose the show <laughs> operates when we have to keep Marissa out of the loop on something. Like a New Orleans hooker. Because uh, we're loose like a New Orleans hooker. Um, Marissa, we'd like you to go down to the performance studio. The performance studio? Yeah, yeah we want you to leave. Do you guys have a brand new Ford Bronco in there for Because that is my dream car. You're going to have to replace the door. Aiming all a little right. high. Okay. You're aiming a little high. So right. just go on and, and walk down the hall. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll check in with you. What's that? I... Uh... I, I saw Rodney here early, so I was wondering what he was doing. So, no, that's all right. Not it. He, he and uh, Kathy have a thing. Going. Get out of here, kid. Okay, so Marissa is stepping out right now, and I'm actually gonna. Mm-hmm. Still here. I'm gonna turn. We have microphones in that room. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it up. We have a special surprise that's gonna take place. <laughs> uh, we have video as well. Uh, so if you're streaming online, oh, here he goes. Marissa, this is live. <laughs> Marissa. <laughs> In our in our performance <laughs> studio, the band that is going to be on the President Steve show, uh, side stage, side yeah! on, is here live, and Casey singing "Happy Birthday" to her in a punk fashion. <laughs> and yes, Rodney was here for this, Marissa. We got it set up and uh, wanted some uh, live punk music for you, so we did that. Success, guys! You have uh, su- surprised me <laughs> totally this morning. So thank. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know how hard it is to plan something like this without your help? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Casey, how hard is it? It is, uh, well, I mean, I feel like if you were a part of the planning process, this would have been way better. Uh, and it would have been way more ornate and, and all that. Uh, but uh, also, I want to, um, we can probably take those uh, the papers down oh. off of the windows <laughs> in the back of the performance studio because we also do have your birthday party catered for you from our friends. From Wilson's oh, Secret Sauce. Yeah. Uh, Marissa's a vegetarian. Well, it's a pescatarian, so they have catered accordingly as a, as a result of Marissa's uh, dietary restrictions. I'm sure they brought my favorite uh, vegan cheesesteak, impossible meat. Um, but uh, you guys did decorate. You have a great photo uh, up on the screens here. It's my photo from Philly Mag. I mean, you guys are talking about, you know, what this year has been to me. I got married. I was in Philly Magazine. 39 was pretty damn good. I don't know how I'm going to top it this year. Well, 40 is going to be great. And also, uh, Greg 
Monahan wasn't here yesterday, so that that threw a wrench in things. So Chuck D'Amico was responsible for uh, graphics here in the uh, performance studio. Nice, yeah. Chuck. I appreciate that. Chuck is one of the reasons I'm, you know, here at WMMR. He was here at the very beginning when I started, and uh, has been a great mentor. All of these years since. And lover. Now, uh, shh. <laughs> Steve, I told you that in confidence, but now everybody knows. So, Chuck, it's out in the open. Hey, so, um, Preston, yeah. we, we have this band here right now, and, uh, and they're ready to play some some music for uh, Marissa because, you know, she has definitely uh, some some specific musical tastes. Uh, do you want to hear a song from them, or would you like to come in and be a part of this? Oh, uh, you want me to come down there and we'll play, a little, we'll play a little birthday song for Marissa? Yeah, why not? All right, I'm going to go. Doing down there, you guys. Preston I'll, I'll, is now leaving the studio. He is going. It is a good quarter mile down to the performance studio. It's about thirty feet. That's why we never are in there because here's our studio. This is where we have our meetings. Yes, we have film. our meetings. It's super cold, but it's gonna rock out. Hey, yeah. Preston, time. Tommy, Tom, Tom, Thompson, everybody. What's up, Preston Ellis? How are you? Sidearm, incredible. In addition to all of this, you know, special nature of this day, this is the first time we're using the studio live on our show for my birthday. Hey, yeah. don't, don't Bobby and uh, uh, Wilson's Secret Sauce guys kind of look alike? I think they have the same kind of beard. They, they do. Have the same kind yeah. of beard, but Bobby's got a little more hair on top of his head. Okay. <laughs> Bobby the drummer from Sidearm. So. I've never seen it. All right, so what are you going to play, Case? All right, I'm going to suck at this. Hang on. <laughs> I think he's going to be just fine. So, Casey, Casey, you're going to sing? I'm going to sing. This, is, a, this is my birthday present to Marissa. I didn't okay. feel like spending any money, so I'm just going to sing. All right, you got the lyrics here in front of you? I got the lyrics here in front of me. Okay, Marissa, we're going to play a little, little song for you. You guys okay. ready? Yeah, we're going to do that, right? All right.
Happy birthday, Maris. Thank you, guys. These guys are going to play a couple more songs for you. Uh, and uh, let's get uh, Bobby Badfingers up here. <laughs> Bobby Badfingers? Used to snap all the time. He was the world's fastest snapper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, these guys are going to be the guys backing up our singers for the Preston and Steve Show side stage uh, live band karaoke, which we did last year. It was amazing. So we thank Sidearm for getting up. Woo! Before their normal rising time. And so we're going to play more? Yeah. You guys sounded great, by the way. Everything is great. The video coverage right, is fantastic. We're going to make our way back to the studio and listen into Marissa's party. Yeah, yeah. All right, the guys Marissa, are coming back. We gave them very, very specific instructions on, on what songs to play. So okay. this, is, this, is all, this is all for you, Marissa. Oh, I can't wait. A personal concert for Marissa. Very cool. Preston was great. jump in a little bit while they're playing live and they are a great band they're sensational could not really do the side stage karaoke without these guys they're phenomenal and seeing marissa oh yeah glimpses of crowd participation marissa's moshing marissa it was great these guys can play anything that's what's so great about it it's funny, I was talking to uh, Bobby and uh, just going and going over. I'm like, do you know this song? He's like, yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, we probably know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we know this one. Yeah. He's like, we've played so many songs over the years. So, Green Day or Foo Fighters, Marissa's number one. Oh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Gotta be, right? Yeah, without, yeah. without question. That's why they're playing My Hero for sure. So. I actually think her number one might be Bob Dylan. Well, what about Rancid? Maybe maybe she has seen Dylan more. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Rancid, she's a diehard or for. The thing about Marissa is, you may not know this, celebrating her 40th birthday today, 
is that she was that teenage kid yeah. that would be at the TLA for every punk band you've never heard of before show and would hang out afterwards and try to meet them or catch them before they were they were going to go into the backstage yeah. and, and the back doors and try and go over and get pictures. She was a total fan girl. She had to be in the audience for a lot of our Y100 oh, yeah. shows. I'm sure she yeah. was, for sure, yeah. She's having a great time. Well, she's listening to us, too. She's got the headphones on so she can hear our feed as well. Chris, was I right when I said Bob Dylan's your number one? Maybe she isn't listening. Finger. No, she isn't listening. <laughs> uh, she just did that that chop across her groin. Mar- Marissa's own private punk concert. All right, well, we should take a break because we uh, not only have live music, we have a music legend that's going to be joining us in a little while. Sting is going to be on the program in the next 20 minutes or so. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll continue to celebrate, my God, Marissa's 40th birthday. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I smell barbecue sauce. Yeah. I smell it very strongly in this studio right now. Uh, Wilson Secret Sauce. Steve Wilson. Yeah, hey. And company showed up uh, to cater Marissa's event. And we're like, wait a minute. Marissa's a vegetarian. What's the story with that? Uh, believe it or not, Wilson Secret Sauce has loads of vegetarian or pescatarian options. Right, Case? They do. Yeah. I don't have a mouthful of brisket right now. <laughs> <Where do> you- <laughs> There's a salmon the size of a whale shark in that kitchen right now. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That's my lunch right there. When he we're always done. does great vegetables for yeah. me. He knows. Uh, and, and he'll bring it over. So, so thank he, you. Yeah, he's got a uh, like a buffalo cauliflower and some beans and some... Uh, and and he's got that uh, that shrimp that uh, nice piece fruit, <laughs> nice piece. Fruit. No, the the vegan shrimp and oh man, good stuff. Yeah, and listen, I want to thank Richie and Ryan and Bobby from Sidearm. Yeah. We're here in the studio with us this morning. When did you guys get the call to come in here and be a part of this? Like yesterday, Sat- Saturday on another gig. It started <laughs> at another, <laughs> and gig. then it ended sometime last night where we knew we should show up sometime early this morning. Oh my god, I can't believe you guys made it in this morning. It's thank awesome. you, by the way. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Our Long time fan. Listen, we, last year the uh, the Preston and Steve show side stage with you guys backing up all those singers. Did you have a good time at that? That was so, that was so awesome. Yeah. yeah, they the the we were like so we didn't know how it was going to go over. No, we're no. like okay, this is kind of an experiment. We'll see how this goes. You know, non famous people getting up on stage. Will anybody care? The crowd went crazy for everybody. Oh yeah, it was so cool. And and you guys had a gig later that day, I think, didn't you? It was like a, a wedding, right? Yeah, yeah Maryland. Uh, yeah, we have a wedding three year. hours away. Oh, my God. We have a wedding this year. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this we year we have a wedding. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> a very close friend of Chuck's. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Chuck? yeah, Chuck is actually has going to have to depart. To yeah. After he's done. But we, they were like, here's what we're going to do for you in the future. Since you, you guys, we have to do it with you all the time because you're, you're, you're the best at doing this. We'll convince people to book their weddings at the MMRBQ. So oh, that's awesome. awesome. Get paid for that right, and yeah. not get paid for us that doing that with us. Yeah. Chances are this year it won't be 100 degrees outside when we're doing it. Because last year, I mean, it was, it was oh a blast. God, that's man, was it hot. Yeah, in front of that giant fan for like an hour. So hot. <laughs> any spot that had any shade or uh, breeze was now, uh, coveted. So obviously you guys play where you are the, the, the vocalist. But how often do you do gigs where other people get up and, and perform? It's... Well, it's, it's all the time. I mean, we yeah, have a lot of friends that come out that want to come up and sing. That yeah. we, you know, and then there's people like we just did a party Saturday and we actually learned a couple songs, so one of the guests could sing. Yeah, and then we wind up doing a song that we didn't know because they wanted to do it at the end. We you did a song you didn't know. Right, you're just like, yeah, we'll Throw figure it out under the bus and just yell in the chorus <laughs> that across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> they are good like that because yeah. Casey had said apparently when you when you called him up or when you were talking to Bobby, yeah. You said uh, I was like, "Hey, do you you know? Can you play?" Because I, I was you know talking about like the punk songs and stuff. I'm like, "Do you know that?" He's like, "Yeah, we probably know that." Well, first off, probably, you can't, the rancid probably. was you the one. You can't tell like, Bobby. Like, yeah. You can't tell Bobby like a song title like, "Hey, do you know Longview?" You gotta like hum the song. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said I'm the worst guy to handle the. That's what we do on stage. Titles, the like, song title, call. Bobby. When and maybe it's a drummer thing, but whenever I I uh, you know if I'll see a band and they recognize me, hey, you want to sit in and play? Like, okay, you play the song. I'll go. I've, I've never played it, but I'm pretty much sure I can play it. And then we'll sit down and go. And I go, can you hum how the how does it start? <laughs> yeah. Do I start you just tell me how it starts? Start, I'm good. I'm good. If I have to start, I yeah. need a little bit. Forget it. Yeah. So it might be a drummer and then thing. The, then the guitar player, instead of playing it, he's going to hum it to you. He's not actually yeah. going to just The best it. is when he takes the initiative and starts a totally wrong song. <laughs> the same band, different title. The same band, yeah. different title. I did. I just did that the other day. I yeah. played, it was a uh, uh, Plowed. I yep. was supposed to play Plowed. That played play 16 Molly. Candles. Oh, my God. Molly. I started it. They knew what was going on. Oh, that's funny. We're like the horseshoe band. We just try to get it close. All right, well, uh, if people want to reach out to Sidearm and hire you guys, what's the best way to do it? Uh, Yeah, uh, we have a website. It's uh, www.sidearmband.com, sidearmband.com. And um, there's a form they could fill out and uh, email us. Okay. Plus our schedules. Our schedule's always up there. Yeah, our schedule's up there. And they can check out Facebook at Sidearm Band um, on Facebook. Um, They can message us there. Awesome. Excellent. We sometimes busk at Wawa as well. (laughs) Busk at Wawa from Thailand. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here. And we'll see you on the 16th. All right. Thank you. Give it up for Sidearm. Richie Ryan and Bobby, love those guys. I'm telling you, it was a it was a hit at the uh, at the MMR barbecue. It was last terrific. Year, so yeah, um, we got a couple of minutes before Sting is scheduled to check in in like seven eight minutes or so. Um, so I didn't have anything planned. I wasn't okay. sure exactly what was uh, going to be happening at this point in time. Do you want to make this the start of your Preston's kitchen tips segment? No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do my kitchen tips. Oh, dude, <laughs> what? <clears throat> 
I um speaking of kitchen tips, uh, Casey's got kitchen. Tips. I didn't know that this existed until last week. But uh, you know when you're making tacos and, and yeah. you got to like mash up the, the the ground beef. I like ground beef tacos. Um, I usually do it with whatever spatula I'm using. You know, there's like a ground beef smasher. I did not tool. know that. Kat, did you know this? No. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy's is the culinary expert. Yeah, seriously, did I know? I don't even go in a kitchen. Actually, I have, don't even have a kitchen right now. Right. Uh, but There's Preston's going to hate it. It's a gadget. Yeah, I'm not a gadgety guy. It's not a, well, but it's not a gadget. It's, it's. I mean, it, it is, because, I mean. It it's makes you like look one, like you're, you're, you're What are you guys doing over it. there? Yeah. I know. Casey keeps gesturing I, like, it's this. like this. You're right. making the stroke. <laughs> Okay. All over so, all right, all right. This is how you make the tacos. All right, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You can do this. What are you doing? Bit. I'm making tacos. I'm making tacos. I'm making two tacos and a burrito. <laughs> Who snorted? That was me. Okay. It was the two tacos and a burrito that got me. We, um, I'm, I'm changing gears uh, okay. from food. <laughs> I was watching UFC on Saturday night. Now we are, we're, so we're done. We're done uh, with no, the No, 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 no. It's because, it. listen to me. It was cooking with the UFC. I'm watching UFC on Saturday night. And, you know, as the, the fight's going on, they'll pan around to the crowd and uh, this celebrity, that celebrity. <laughs> Whenever they get a boxer or a UFC person, that boxer holds up their hands like they're doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. sexual. And I swear to God, you could superimpose male genitalia every single, every... <laughs> Have you been motivated to do it? Well, I'm not a graphics guy. Somebody like uh, Kyle can right do it. There. He could do it easily, yeah. but uh, and he could do it pretty quickly. Because what do you they, mean? Why do they hold their hands up like that? You're well, because like they, almost like they're it's almost like them saying that we had rather be pleasuring two guys at once. <laughs> That's the motion that they make. Yeah, that's it's understood that if you're in the UFC, outside of the bout, you'd prefer to be given handy. Wait a minute, so this is a regular UFC thing? Just I I think it's like this press. (laughs) 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 Vegas, thanks not watching right now. Let's do something real quick, intelligent. Casey, a lot of people on YouTube today and on the text board are asking about your shirt. They love it and they want to know where you got it. If you don't mind divulging that information, Uh, yeah. Delco Johnskis. Delco Johnskis. Delco Johnskis. You can find them on uh, on the Instagram. All right. It's a shirt that says, for those who are listening on the radio, remember when Nick Foles caught that TD pass from Trey Burton? I remember that. (laughs) You remember that? Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So we've resolved. So it's something very, very uh, uh, sexual looking at the UFC, and you have a device that is going to assist in the making of beef tacos. Yes. All right. Yeah. I want you to explain this gadget. Okay. Because you can just use a regular spatula. You can. All right. In fact, a wooden spoon works pretty well for ground beef. It does, but I am not good at explaining things. So, Have you ever seen the Hedron Collider? I uh, have. So <laughs> that's the bottom of it, right? It's it's almost like a, a three pronged star. Okay. That um that you <laughs> that you, you <laughs> like, okay. You, let you me beat it. You beat it off hard. <laughs> you break up all. Is that the, a meat tenderizer? It's not a meat tenderizer. That looks more like um like a small sledgehammer. What about yeah. what about like a, a meat what tenderizer? Is, you. Uh, <laughs> This is dear God. Sting is just bailed on. His <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what is the uh, what is the device? A regular standard masher for for pota- making mashing potatoes. <laughs> I just call it potato masher. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's you know, like that. the thing you can like this. Where it looks, yeah. where you prepare it, you turn around and you bend over the uh, counter with your pants on. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a melon baller. Mm. Uh, no, the, uh, so well, there we go. Let if me you see can your picture. Get, scare up a picture, not a hand drawn. Not a hand drawn. Find one online. It's terrible. So it, that's the bottom of it, right? So. Oh, you did like 3D? Yeah. Well, it's 2D, 3D. <laughs> but, yeah, that would just, for me, that just takes up space in the in the wherever you keep your uh, utensils. You have, this, you have no fascination for like Williams and Sonoma. They, they don't... Mm-hmm. Not I, not the things like like a garlic press or, I mean, yeah. like you can just, you can chop up the garlic. You, you can use a knife. For a lot of things, you can just use a knife or, or things that you already use. You, you can be... Um, Do you think most chefs would, would, would agree with you on that? That, it, that the, the more standard tactile way of preparing yeah. the stuff is, these are just gimmicks? Yeah. yeah. Well, this would it's definitely make it difficult for you to shut whatever drawer this thing is in. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's another thing you got to clean. It's another thing that takes up space and, and all of that. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah, exactly. I no need you. for that. So, but anyway, uh, you made uh, you made beef tacos with that. No matter how vaguely sexual it looks, with that, where did you get it? No, well, no, it, you my, found it in the street. <laughs> <laughs> my sister and sister in law both have them, uh, and they. I was at my sister's house last week, and she had bought one for my sister-in-law uh, because she, I guess she was talking about it. I was like, I didn't know that this thing existed, but I prefer when I'm making beef tacos to have my meat <laughs> beaten so that it is very loose. It's fine. There you go. Very loose. So fine. <laughs> right. no, it seems like not necessary at all when you can just go to a restaurant and get tacos. Yeah. Oh, when you can do it <laughs> yeah, that way. correct. Yeah. The simplest way would be that. That works. Right. Just right, simply well, making reservations. I'm glad we got it all cleared up before our next guest. We redefined cooking and the culinary arts. Uh, He's on the line now. I'm very excited uh, that he and his co-host or co-performer is going to be uh, at the Man. It's a Saturday, September 9th. Uh, It's called the One Fine Day Festival, and it will feature Shaggy and our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sting. This morning. Sting, good morning, sir. Uh, see the audio. We're out. Don't hear you. No, you're in the wrong. Place. Oh, I thought. Hang on a second. Saying my fault. We have you now. Thank you for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. Good morning to you. Nice to uh, finally speak to you after you know I'm a longtime fan and always excited to have a chance to uh, to chat uh, a little bit and uh, and especially the fact you're coming to town uh, with Shaggy and what a great pairing and what a great relationships the two of you have had. I remember the first time that I heard that you guys would be working together. I'm like, does that work or not? And then of course the proof is in the pudding. You hear it, um, you know, with uh, the reggae roots that have been a part of your uh, your music uh, threads throughout all the years. It just, it seamlessly fits. How were you guys introduced to each other? Was there mutual appreciation and then you had the higher ups or did you just kind of stumble into each other? You know, my manager is called Martin Kirschenbaum. He used to be Shaggy's A&R guy at the record company. And he had a feeling that he and I would get on. I think in just in terms of humor. Okay. And, uh, we met, and it was like when you meet one of those people you feel you've known your entire life, mm. and it just sort of seems very easy. We laugh at the same things. We laugh a lot. And music is just, it just comes out of that joy of being together. So uh, we've been together now like six years, and it's a very unlikely uh, combination. People say, Sting and Shaggy, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as, as to what... Thanks. 
It works. <laughs> I'm curious as to what, you know, Jamaicans, and, I, and I'm going back to the early police when you really had that that uh, uh, that reggae vibe, which felt very fresh, mixing it with kind of a punk flavor and all that. Um, yeah. What, what uh, people who had been grown up on reggae thought about that? Did they, did they feel weird about it or did it just make sense? Have you ever heard that from people? I mean, been- we were three white guys from England, but, you yeah. know, Britain has had a, had a very influential West Indian community since the late 40s. And so they brought reggae, they, they brought West Indian music, you know, they, they run the health service, they run the transport system. So we value our, our West Indian community. And, of course, I was exposed, first of all, to Calypso. Uh, every night on the on the TV, there was a Calypso singer singing about current events. And then it was Scar, and then it was Blue Beat, and then, of course, Bob Marley, who was a massive influence on, on my life. I, I met Bob a few times. He was a man with a great deal of kind of regal dignity. Mm. <laughs> you, you, and course, music was just so powerful for yeah. me. You know, it's interesting about reggae and about the, the artist. We had the, uh, um, the the woman who sang a Girl from Ipanema, you know, which is not technically reggae, Astrid, but, yeah. but anything of that, a calypso or that kind of music tends to be um, time-defying. It always seems relevant. It, it, has, it always has a, a sound that just cuts through everything. Do you find that as well? I, I do as well, and it's it's what I try and inject into my own music. I, even though I've written a song, you know, forty years ago, it's, I still want it to be relevant now, and a lot of it does. But I think it's because it's based in a rhythm that is infectious, and it's it's not kind of it's not about fashion. It doesn't go out of fashion. That kind of music. I mean, you're, you, right. you're, you're very proud of, in fact, you just received, I, I think it was the fellowship of the Ivers Academy. Am I getting that correctly for songwriting? Ivan Novello was probably one of our most famous songwriters in the 20s. And uh, it's my my favorite award. I think I've got about 10 of them. They're beautiful little statuettes. But it's a songwriting award. And I've, I've been given the fellowship um, and, and the next thing is, uh, it's posthumous after that. So it's the best thing. I can <laughs> yeah, <about> it's <laughs> a little bleak. <laughs> Sting, did you ever did you ever write any songs as a kid? And if so, do you remember that first one that you would technically call a song? Yes, I did. Um, I did write songs as a kid. I, I had no idea, how, you know, what I was doing really. Mm-hmm. But I was actually very influenced by Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. Ah. You know, he was one of the first pop stars who wrote his own songs. He influenced the Beatles, definitely. And then when they started writing their own songs, they were kids from Liverpool. I'm from Newcastle. It's a similar working class seaport. I thought, if they can do it, I can do it. And a whole generation of English kids behind them got permission, if you like, to try the same thing. And some of us were lucky. You look back on, on music like Buddy Holly, and when I hear it, I hear it as very simplistic. It's it's basic, but it is clever. And is it more complex than we see it as songs like that, looking back? I mean, Buddy Holly and the Crickets, it was a very sophisticated band, but it had, you know, it's the hardest thing of all to be simple. Mm. It really is. It's difficult to to you know, pare it down to its bare essentials. But Buddy Holly and the Crickets, my mum used to bring those records into the house. And so I, I lapped them up as a kid and uh, it, it went into the bloodstream. 
I was reading an article about you and your process of songwriting, and, and it, it seems to be um, very, um, very much akin to the way a novelist or a screenwriter would set to writing a song. Is it that you 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 sort of you see characters and, and a story in mind? Is is that a correct assessment? You know, I tend to write the music first. And I think when you when you frame music in the right way, it already has a kind of narrative. It has a mood. Uh, you know, some people see colors when they hear music. I see stories. I see characters. I see situations. And then I write backwards from that. Mm. So music comes first, largely. And then the song kind of suggests uh, a refrain or an idea. But the music is what feeds me. I know you wrote um, Every Breath You Take. You were at the uh, GoldenEye, the Ian Fleming um, estate, which I, is a dream of mine to get to as a massive Bond fan. Um, so so um, on that aspect of it, of, of being, um, seeing things visually and, and, and seeing characters and so on and so forth, and that song in particular, is it wild that a song that is clearly is wonderful but is also has elements of being disturbing, that that eludes a lot of people <laughs> Sometimes, uh, you know, they'll present that as the as a love song. I think it's the most played song on radio. I think it holds that distinction as being the, in, the most in often. The of American, in the history of American radio, that's the most played song. I wrote it in 1982 in Goldeneye on the North Shore of Jamaica. And the house formerly belonged to Ian Fleming, as you say. He wrote all the Bond novels. And I would sit every night at his desk. He wasn't alive at the time. <laughs> right. There's something, there's something um, ambiguous about the song. As you say, it's kind of romantic, but then it's got a dark side, just like James Bond. He's our, he's our guy, <laughs> but he also kills people. Right. <laughs> right. The- so I think that's, that's the power of the song. It has that double edge thing. Um, you know what I love about your live shows now, Sting, is that <clears throat> your music has evolved and you've, you've taken some different directions with your um, uh, the composition, not the composition, but the uh, orchestration and, and how you present the song. Um, and, and I guess that's part of a, of a musician's life because I go back to there was a recording I had of you uh, the first time you had made your own demo of Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic was on Strontium 90. And I love that version. It was just you and I think like a djembe or some type of a drum and a guitar. And I, I have it on some of my playlists. Uh, but that song obviously evolved into something else, which you got to the recording process. And now you play it completely different uh, as well when you do it live. Do you have fun with that? And and do you want to make sure that you have that, that the audience is, is there for the core of the, the original version that they might know, the recorded version? My job every night is to sing a song I may have written 40 years ago, but to find something new in it. Mm. So incremental change that I haven't discovered before. So it's a journey of discovery every night. And I always do. There's something, maybe the audience doesn't notice the change, but it's an organic growing thing for me. And that's that's what keeps me interested. That's what keeps me in in the job. You know, I'm looking, you know, I'm still a student of music. I'm even a student of my own music. I'm surprised sometimes that I, I I knew something at the age of 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's... It, 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 
I, I'm fascinated by, um, you know, not being a musician, but I'm fascinated about anybody who's creative and gets excited by, by, by the process and about their particular process. And you, I, I thought this was interesting, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but we always hear that um, artists and uh, rock artists or whatever, pop stars, uh, people who write music for a living, have a their proverbial drawer of songs that they have half started and never get and go back to and revisit. That's not that's not the case with you as much, though, is it? You don't have do you, do you keep a, a large archive of songs that you took a pass at and will return to? It's my understanding you don't do that. Well, I do actually. Mm. You know, at sound checks, we uh, explore the the material that we haven't played in years, and I, I have a great archive archivist and my guitar player, Dominic Miller, who seems to remember every chord we ever wrote, and so he, he'll suggest something, and then we we figure it out again and go, "Wow, that's that's pretty good. We should put it in the set." So the sound checks are where we explore that. But you know, when people come to see us, they want to hear the hits. There's yeah, no doubt, they really do, and so I always give them that but at the same time i'm looking for a little incremental change in the arrangement that they maybe won't notice but i do and the band does ah. mm. thing my favorite uh, television show on tv right now is only murders in the building and to see you on that show was a, a cool surprise how did that end up happening are you friends <laughs> with steve martin and or martin short how did they end up casting you as you on only murders well, I have to point out that I simply wasn't acting. You know, that's what <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised people think it's a comedy. It's a serious drama. <laughs> it's you for crying out loud. It was it was hyper sting, not the regular sting, but it was hilarious. But, uh, those two are very naughty. They give you a script, and then it's nothing like what they do on the on the set at yeah. all. So you really have to be on your toes, improvising. the The first time I saw you on screen as an actor, a friend of mine was a diehard police fan, and and so he turned me into one. And uh, this movie was coming out in the eighties called Brimstone and Trickle. He's like, "Oh, Sting's in this movie. You need to go see." It. I'm like, "Wow, I'm really excited about it." I left that movie going. <laughs> That was disturbing. <laughs> that was messed up. But it's got to be fun to play odd characters, strange characters, devious characters from time to time. I think sometimes uh, it's, you know, I'm quite a shy person. I, I'm not an extrovert person, but being on stage, being in the public eye allows me to rebalance that. Mm. So once I'm on stage, I'm not shy at all. Uh, it, it, if I walk into a room, I don't expect to be the center of attention. I really don't. And most people in my position are like that. Is the stage different than in a room with a camera and a handful of people? Yes, it is. I okay. mean, you have you have more control on the stage. I can do whatever I like. The film set is is the director's medium, and you're and you're there to to, to work for him or her. But uh, yeah, I'm very I'm very at home on the stage in, in the theater or you know on, on my own stage. Um, I wanted to ask this question: uh, Sting with a, uh, a career is, which has lasted as long as your, yours has, and and maybe looking back from time to time, there's a you know sometimes in Instagram people will post throwback photos and so on and go, oh my god, look at me, look how I look. Throughout your career, if you were to take a look back at maybe some of the fashion choices mm -hmm. or styles that you have gone through, which one would make you roll your eyes and go, oh my god, I can't believe I wore that, or oh my god, I can't believe I looked like that. All those choices were impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fault at all. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised by how much hair I had at some point. Masses of hair. Are you excited to uh, to find out what they, in the Dune series, what they're going to do with uh, Fade Routha's character since you played that in the uh, the original film? 
Yeah, I, I, I saw the, I saw the uh, the remake, and I thought it was a very very good film. It wasn't as camp as ours, but mm. uh, certainly a good film. I look forward to seeing the the sequel. There, there was something really charming, though, about that, uh, about your version that both Steve and I really appreciated. And, and we've read the books and, and we're familiar with the source material. But I, I yeah, it, it had a different flavor to it. But there was something I, I thought unique and interesting about that presentation. I remember being in a rubber suit in Mexico City in the height of summer. And it was like 98 degrees every day. I, I, I went down to 140 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, the, the word is and they're talking about it now. They're, they're, they had released an extended version of it at one point and that David Lynch's original version even exceeded that in in length um, have you heard anything about that do they do they ever consult you about that stuff or is it long ago they don't have to ask my permission anymore yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, to a reminder, those uh, who are not aware, uh, Sting and Shaggy are headlining the One Fine Day uh, Festival. It's coming to the man on Saturday, September 9th. Uh, Sting, I want to ask about a piece of equipment that uh, I, I saw you in the um, reunion tour with the police. And uh, the bass guitar that, that you do when you are playing bass, because you'll go between bass uh, and uh, guitar, uh, the really old beat-up bass, that obviously is something you've had for a long time. Can you tell us about that piece of equipment? It's, it's a Fender from 1954, so it's three years younger th- than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what, one of my orphans. I, I really like beat-up basses. Mm. There's something about those old basses. There's a growl. There's a there's a there's a feel. There's a soul to it that a factory-made uh, bass does not have. So that 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 thing was built on a lathe by Leo Fender himself, wow. and the pickups were wound by him. It just feels like a a soul. Are you a are, are you a collector of instruments? I have maybe three or four Fenders. I have a couple of classical guitars, but I'm not one of these okay. outrageous collectors. No, I'm not. I have what I need. Very okay, good. Get it done. When, when did your uh, Sting, When did your um, fascination or interest in jazz, because jazz figures prominently into uh, into your your music style and and what you've done over the years? When when did jazz first catch your ear? You know, when, when I was a kid, I was about fourteen. There was an older kid at school. He heard me play the guitar, and he said, "Do you like jazz?" I said, "I don't, I don't know." <laughs> He said, listen to this. And he, he gave me um, an album of uh, Thelonious Monk huh. playing live, just playing solo in Paris in 1960. He said, P- play this every night when you do your homework. You won't like it at first, but after a while, it'll grow on you. And it, it, it worked. After three days, I started to understand that very complex harmony that most people think, ah, oh, yuck. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's uh, milk. <laughs> I love it. Aren't you uh, blown away by the amount of people that you can find, uh, you know, you mentioned Thelonious Monk, and obviously you've played with some of the greats like Herbie Hancock and Omar Hakim and Brian for ourselves, and the, the list goes on and on who all you've performed with. But uh, when you can go onto YouTube and find a, a 15-year-old who is playing virtuoso music that I, I, I thought that, that, that it was once-in-a-lifetime type of people, that there are more insanely talented musicians out there than we realize. I think that, that YouTube is such a, a, a teaching tool. You know, you, you can access almost anything. They tell you how to do it, and, and it's remarkable. You're right. I see it myself. I see like bass players, stuff that I can't even imagine playing. It's so exciting. 
As as a as a former teacher, you know, you talk about the ability to to learn from um, uh, you know, from YouTube and and, and pick up uh, that uh, the information from earlier artists. I have heard, and I kid you not, in the past six months, eight months, various uh, audible books or biographies or people in uh, talking about Carl Jung and synchronicity, and they reference mm. you specifically as the conduit for getting them into that. That's got to be pretty uh, pretty satisfying on your side it's true you know and the, the recent film the oppenheimer film the, the the director cites me as the first time he'd ever heard that that word oppenheimer he, he was a kid 15 heard the song in russians wondered what an oppenheimer was and then there you go so I, i'll be expecting to make a speech at the oscars <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to that hey so uh this one fun day festival is coming up in just a few weeks and uh, you know it's uh, you and shaggy are headlining but it's two stages, and I'm looking at the acts on this stage. You got Thundercat and Coffee and Tank of the Bangas and uh, G Love and Special Sauce. That that is a uh, you know Philly local born yeah. and bred um, a band. Uh, how much say do you have in putting the this bill together? Because this is going to be an amazing day of music. Well, Shaggy and I curated it. And, you know, we wanted it to, to reflect our, the, the width of our musical taste. You know, it's very, very eclectic. Very important that G-Love and Special Source are there because, as you say, they're a Philadelphia band. Great music city. We needed to reference that. But it's really a fun day. It's really about fun. And, and you know, the end of the summer. And uh, we want to make a memorable one fine day that maybe we could do it again next year. Another fine day. <laughs> Another fine day. <laughs> no, it, it's a Honestly, it's, it's such a cool vibe in this lineup is stellar and uh, Preston's right you and you and Shaggy just jive so yeah. well together. And yeah. have have you guys ever played the man before? Um you as as an artist what you know in, in whatever iteration? You know, I've been everywhere else. I've never been to the man before. Oh. You know, I started in Blair and the Clock Theater and everything in JFK Stadium, but I've never played the man. So I'm excited. I hear it's beautiful. Yeah. And and uh, I'm sure it's going to be <clears throat> great. We're starting to get cooler temperatures, so this is going to roll around just in time. So, uh, Sting, an honor to have you on. Very much looking forward to you being back in town. And then uh, you're going to be playing a solo show in Atlantic City a little bit further down the road as well. So um, lots of gigs in our area. But uh, thank you so much for everything you've done over the years, and we're looking forward to you and one fine day and Shaggy and the whole event. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. God bless you all. Take care. Sting! Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! How cool is that? That's oh awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Did you, did, how do you think he <laughs> so did? Cool. You're, hey, he was so nice. Super nice. He's he, the, again the biggest compliment you can say is he was sting. He's exactly what you wanted him to be. Yeah. Wow. And he said that. Uh, the thing that we were talking about is called a mix and chop, and you can get it on pamperedchef.com. Yeah, pamperedchef.com. If you want to, we're chop up your ground yeah. beef. Ground beef. And yeah, you'll be able to fine, do that. Fine. Uh, wow. That was cool. That was so cool. Okay, so you have talked to yeah. Paul McCartney. Gary Lauer. <laughs> Gary Lauer. Paul McCartney. Sting. Paul McCartney. Sting. <laughs> um, I've talked to, spoke to Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. And Alex Lifeson. Are you Amy talking Grant? about me? Yeah. And Amy Grant. Ethan Embry. <laughs> Amy Grant. Are you asking, like, who's left? Who's left? Who's on oh, your that's list? That's a really good question. You ever talked to Ringo? How about Marshall no. Warfield? I've never spoken to Ringo. I've oh seen my God. Ringo. From Night Court? <laughs> Is she still alive, Ross? No, that's why it would be oh, tremendous. Oh, man. It's never going to happen. But 
Paul McCartney only once, right? Yes. So that it would probably be again. Right? Yeah, you should probably do that. You yeah. want to make good so that he he was referring to you as Kenny at that time, right? That's right. Yeah, and uh, he probably thought I was just a little whoopsie doodle. And, yeah, and uh, little, you terrible! This is the worst interview ever. Don't you compare? <laughs> I think we still have a shot at Marsha Warfield. She's alive? Yeah, she's, she's alive? Still alive, yeah. Oh, thank oh, great. God. Yep. Oh, wow. We should call her up and tell her that we thought she was dead. Yeah, that'll be a good opening question. <laughs> wow. Um, Since you, were, you seem like you've been doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, this show looks awesome. This it show, does. This one fine day show at the at the man. That looks and really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, no. Nick. I'm glad you brought that up about the other acts, Casey, because I, I wasn't going to ask in the chance that maybe it was curated by someone else, and then they said, hey, Sting, do you and Shaggy want to do this? And maybe he didn't know who G-Love was. Clearly he knows. Yeah, let's bring that up. He, clearly he knows G-Love, so that's What's awesome. What's your name again? Pist- Piston? What is it? Piston? Piston and moron. <laughs> Uh, I was at the man last weekend for a couple of great shows, and there's a band on this one fine day show called uh, Tank and the Bangas, and I've never heard anything about them, and they've uh, appeared in my life twice today because they are one of the bands that's opening up for Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge uh, next weekend, and then they're going to be back. They're going to be in Philly opening up for Sting and Shaggy, and I have no idea what Tank and the Banga is, but now I want to check it out. All right. You know what? Uh, See if you can hitch a ride with them back from Washington. (laughs) You get to know them on the way. You guys have got room in the van? (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, listen, um, we got to take a break. Yeah. Because uh, time is a running short. So we'll return and we'll get into some bizarre file stories. Stay with us. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Down, Billy Idol. And maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. And if you want to join them on stage, submit a video of your best performance at WMMR.com. We'll post the best ones and let the votes decide. Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks, and join us September 16th. At Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 933 WMMR. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Pro Team Collision and Sequoia Outback. When you. (coughs) (coughs) Got something in my throat here, gang. It's when salmon? you started that, when you started that live read, Kathy, I thought you said, uh, <laughs> wait, oh yeah, because you said Acme hates me food. I thought you said Acme hates me food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty bold. No, I know for a fact that Acme loves food. <laughs> no, all right. Um, yeah, I got. To, uh, I was just eating from uh, the garbage. <clears throat> <clears throat> Don't eat from the garbage. Wilson Secret Sauce, and there's cornbread, oh, which is fantastic. Looks so good. But cornbread gets a little um, kind of grainy and gritty, and I, I think I got a little bit in the, in the throat there, and it might make this bizarre file difficult. Actually, water. You have some water. <clears throat> I just drank some, but it, there's some. You want to smell <clears throat> my candle? <clears throat> there's some stuck in a. <clears throat> and Kathy hates it when I do that. I know. What? So does Bill. <laughs> that my clear throat. God noise. damn it! That's I don't hate it. Bill hates it, and then he asks me about God it. God damn! <laughs> Has anyone heard of a call button? <laughs> this is a serious question. Do you want to bite of my pretzel? Because sometimes a little bit of bread he can speaks help. the truth. Really? It's a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toss it over. All right. 
after he texted a police officer on accident and told him that he wanted to possibly commit a crime. Mm. I'm sorry, who is this? On Thursday, a Monterey police officer received a text to his work cell phone from an unknown number, police said, and the text said that he was in Monterey with a gun and wanted to confront a group of people for an unknown reason. The man later identified as Wesley Langkamp told police to meet him at North Fremont Street in Monterey. They arrived and they arrested him. In the search of his vehicle, found a loaded <laughs> Glock, narcotics, and narcotics paraphernalia. Imagine you're this guy and you can't even imagine how, it's like Minority Report, how did they know I was going to do this? And uh, he was arrested and booked into the county jail. Uh, here's a story out of Illinois. A Rockford man faces 14 charges after police say he went on a drunken go-kart joyride. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo Jimenez was arrested on Saturday following a brief police chase, all from his Polaris Hammerhead go-kart. Excuse me. Police initially observed Jimenez doing donuts on the Conklin Elementary School baseball diamond in a nearby grass, causing large chunks to be ripped from the ground. <clears throat> he then began driving away from the school uh, before police attempted to pull him over. The maximum speed of a Polaris Hammerhead 150cc is 25 miles per hour. Uh, the 29-year-old allegedly ignored police, fled through a stop sign, and drove behind a home, disappearing into a nearby wooded area. Uh, police say, later saw him run into the home and arrest him as he attempted to leave through the front door. And a field sobriety test issued to Jimenez re- resulted in multiple DUI charges. Go-kart driving <laughs> while drunk. 
and was also charged with fleeing and reckless driving. It's funny, only 25 miles an hour. But when you're sitting that low to the ground, yeah, it's crazy. It feels like you're flying. Yeah. Man. Wow. When we do the next Granny Grand Prix, we have to get them drunk. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Awesome. Let's do DUI Granny Grand Prix. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. All right. Dramatic video captured the moment flames shot out of an engine on a uh, flight in North America, leading one terrified passenger to think it's going to go down. The Southwest Airlines flight from Texas was climbing out of William P. Hobby Airport in Houston, and <clears throat> passenger Cole Kalisic said, "All I know is it started swinging left and right." Jeez. And I thought, I've been on a lot of flights. And, uh, and he this said, is the last one. Yeah, he said, I think I fly once or twice a month. And I knew this wasn't normal. So I opened up my window and I'm sitting next to the engine. And the, out of the whole engine, you see fireball shooting out of it. Wow. And he said, I'm thinking, damn, it's going to go down. Uh, the flight returned to the airport to check out a potential mechanical issue. The aircraft landed safely and was taken out of service. But there was a, a whole flame shooting out. And they had video of it. Um, uh, in Australia. Three snowboarders have been injured after a chair detached from a lift at the Threadbow Ski Resort. Uh, two women in their 20s suffered back injuries, and a man in his 20s suffered uh, facial injuries after one of the chairs detached. This is Australia. Maybe this is Austria. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, isn't it winter in Australia right now? It is. I'm, I was just. I was. I was. I, but I was do they have say, any skiing? I didn't realize there was snow skiing in Australia. In Australia at all? Um, that's a good question. I don't have the. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Okay. Uh, MJ have kangaroos in Austria. <clears throat> Images uh, posted online showed the injured being assisted by members of the ski patrol and the chair lying in the snow nearby. I'm it, sorry, I first responded to Austria. It's believed that the incident happened as a chair reached the top station of the lift and was hit by a strong gust of wind. The storm system that swept through the ski fields on Friday had dumped fresh snow across the mountain. So wh- where is this again? <clears throat> I'm, 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 it's crazy that I didn't even realize that, that they had this, but w- what part of Australia? It's called the Threadbow Ski Resort, if huh. you want to look that up, T. Yeah. H-R-E-D-B-O. Um, and the resort released a statement on Saturday confirming that there was an isolated incident affecting a single chair. It's right next to Presbo. Uh, the incident <laughs> was caused by a freak gust of wind. Uh, there were no major injuries caused, and the three gusts involved are being looked after by the team, and no other gusts of uh, guests or chairs were affected. There's some nice mountains, ski mountains in between Melbourne and Sydney, which I had no idea until just now. Ab- same thing, Nick. I yeah. would never have thought of and that. Uh, Steve, there's a national park near there called Alpine National Park, but they have ski resorts. Oh, okay. Ski Australia. And then oh, finally, not, not too far from Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. <laughs> yeah. What to do? Yeah. That's a week vacation. <laughs> With Wagga Wagga's books, we go to whip to diddly do. It's right next to Presbo. <laughs> One more story. Uh, viral images, and you guys have probably seen this, showing a single house left undamaged yes. by the wildfire that devastated Lahaina last week have sparked lively online discussions about how it could have possibly survived the conflag- conflagration. Um, but its owners say they recently renovated the property, and some of the changes may have inadvertently protected it against a disaster. Uh, Dora Atwater Milliken, who owns the red-roofed house with her husband, told Los Angeles Times that they replaced its asphalt roof with a heavy-gauge metal roof and got rid of foliage around the house. Yeah. Those factors, plus the property's relative distance from neighboring homes, may have made it less likely to be affected by burning embers blowing in the wind. It's, it's, if you haven't seen it, it literally there's desolation yeah. around this one 
a seemingly untouched house. Wow. Susie Kocher, the forestry advisor for the University of California Cooper Cooperative Extension, said, I think uh, conspiracy theories can flourish when we don't understand how things happen. Uh, she said, people generally think that it's a big wall of flames that is catching houses on fire, but often the mechanism is embers that go from house to house. Yep. And that uh, that may have been what it is, and they just got lucky and, and partially, and they some of the renovations helped out as well. There are also conspiracy theories to say that the tree still shouldn't be standing and that, I don't know, somehow or another that proves that it was... We're not going to know fully know. for a long time. But I was reading that trees standing after a fire like that is not uncommon at all. But you're just not used to seeing a whole town this burnt level. down like yeah, this. It's so, crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget, we have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Lesson question, trash, music news on the way. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, we are going to give away as a prize for our lesson question a $50 cash card from uh, Ashoka. Am I saying that correct? Ashoka. Ashoka. Ahsoka? Yeah. There's no H in there? There ah, is an H. Ahsoka. Yeah, it's in the other way. All right, so this is going to be, let's see, you can experience the two-episode premiere uh, streaming tomorrow. Today. Today. Yeah. Today. Only on Disney+. Plus. Okay, somebody explain this to me. The what series? A, yeah, they're opening with two episodes. Oh, it's a cash card. Okay. Mm. I thought it was. I, I thought it was a restaurant. Oh, so no, no, no. I don't know. I haven't been watching them. Yeah, it's the new Star Wars show with uh, oh, Rosario Dawson. That's right. I and, quit Star Wars. I know. And yeah. uh, so Ahsoka was a character in Clone Wars. Blah, blah, blah. It's a new show. Okay. Is she the one that has the two big things yes. coming yes. out of her head? Yep. Yes. I always so, like that character. And, yeah. and by the way, she was excellent in The Mandalorian, and she did a terrific job. They're saying, Preston, I'm like you. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost completely tapped out. Uh, the only thing that, the only saving grace was um, Andor and the, um, and this, the Mandalorian first season, this could be 
uh, a good run. The series looks very promising. That thing on her head, that's part of her. Yes. I mean, yeah. can, does it move? Um, or is it like so. hair? Or is it like skin, hair that's the big floppy Sorry. skin? It's a head vagina. It's a head yeah. vag. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Just curious. Thank you. It is kind of cool, though. Uh, it's very cool. I yeah. do like that character. All right. So, lesson question. Let's pose this to you. When they were hanging out together at a mass at the Vatican, what instrument did the Pope want Britney Spears to play? <laughs> 215-263. This happened. WMMR. Let's even know the answer to that. All right. When they were hanging out together at a mass at the Vatican, what instrument did the Pope want Britney Spears to play? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Powered by PGW. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with the PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 and savings with new home heating equipment. You can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, speaking of Britney Spears, she decided to put her split with Sam Ashgari behind her in a dramatic way by throwing a divorce party where all of the guests were shirtless men. Spears says the Britney you thought you knew is gone. And now when she sings, oops, I did it again, it means she crapped herself. Oh. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck celebrating their one-year anniversary by posting never-before-seen photos from their wedding day. Both Lopez and Affleck made special mention of their own personal Cupid, their dear friend Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, the American Jewish Committee coming to Bradley Cooper's defense, saying his prosthetic nose in the new Leonard Bernstein biopic is not offensive and in no way denigrates the Jewish community. The AGC also noticed that Bernstein was proud of his nose and often referred to it as his face Sibian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Life must have loved that. I will see if... If uh, somebody knows the answer to this, uh, when they were hanging out together at a mass at the Vatican, what instrument did the Pope want Britney Spears to play? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Brian, see if he gets it. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, but, trumpet? Uh, trumpet? No. Incorrect. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Uh, All right, we'll go next to Tom, see if he knows. Hey, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what instrument was it? Would that be the trombone? Trombone. You are correct. Hang on, man. We'll get you information. Tom, I'm going to give you that $50 cash card. That's from Ahsoka. Uh, and you can experience the two-night episode uh, premiere streaming today. Today. Only on Disney Plus, by the way. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. This is special. Right. We'll uh, have to do a sponsor at the end of Music News. Okay. All right. I'll get to some stories here. We'll begin this with... This is special. Uh, Eddie Vedder announced two new concert dates. He's going to play Benaroya Hall in Seattle October 23rd and 24th, and it will be to raise funds for EB Research Partnership. Eddie and his wife, Jill, founded the group along with other parents in 2010 to discover treatments uh, and cures for uh, epidermolysis bullosa. 100% of the money raised will go to research, and tickets are on sale now for that event. This is interesting. Hoobastank, Hoobastank is officially a member of the Billion Views Club as what? the band's music video for the 2004 track The Reason just reached that milestone yesterday on YouTube. I liked Hoobastank. Never would have expected that. Yeah. Uh, the visual for the track, which features current members Doug Robb, Chris Hess, Dan Estrin, as well as original bassist uh, Marku Lapalainen. 
Centers on a woman who continually gets hit by a car. What? Uh, each time the woman gets hit, the members of the group try various tactics to prevent the traumatic event from happening over and over again until ultimately she's able to get up and walk away unscathed by the incident. Uh, the group captioned a video of them pretending to be unimpressed by the milestone. Uh, they said, when we wrote this song and later shot the video, never in our wildest dreams could we have ever predicted the reach, longevity, and connection that it would have with you, our fans, and listeners around the world. He said, we hope that it continues to reach people, old and new, uh, for years to come. Uh, a billion views is incredible. On to the next billion. Thank you all, every single one of you. Uh, the, re- the reason was released in 2004. The second single from Hoobastank's sophomore album of the same name. And the track became the group's first and only top five hit on the Billboard Hot 100. That's great for them. The only thing I think of when I hear their name is Laura the Butt. Yep. Remember she dated one of the guys? Oh, oh that's right. that. And also, does anyone know where she is? Is she still, like, around in the area? I have not heard forever. I would love to hear from her. She was, like, a good friend of ours for a long time. Former calendar girl, yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, Ray Hildebrand, who was the Paul... In the 60s, pop duo Paul and Paula died yes. on Friday. Oh. Yeah, he was 82 years old. Hildebrand passed away peacefully and was surrounded by his family. Uh, he met his singing partner, Jill Jackson. That was Paula uh, while attending Howard Payne College. I didn't know that those were assumed names by them. Neither did that was I. a made-up um, duo group name for them. Yeah. Uh, though never romantically involved, Paul and Paula landed a string of songs on Billboard's charts, including Young Lovers, First Quarrel, First Day Back at School, and Something Old, Something New. And their best-known hit, the multi-million seller from 1963, Hey Paula. The main reason I know that song is Animal from House. Animal House. Yeah. Hey, hey, Paula. I want to marry you. And that's kind of what I know it from. Yeah. I have heard it before, but or outside of that, but that's where I mainly remember it. Uh, the single logged three weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, so it stayed on the top of the chart. They're cited as a major influence on Hoobastank. Uh, Paul and Paula released two albums and a Christmas theme set before disbanding in 1965 with Hildebrand keen to complete his college education and pursue a different musical direction. The pair would remain friend and occasionally reunited for special I, gigs. I had no idea. Why would you? I mean, and, and the names they changed to are yeah. kind of generic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, former KISS members Ace Freely and Brace Kulik will be at this year's KISS Cancer Goodbye 2. Uh, they will perform the KISS Alive 3 album in its entirety. Uh, the fundraiser for the American Cancer Society will take place October 13th and 14th in Sarasota, Florida. So those guys are reuniting. Um, we have a clip to play. Steve, you sent this over, and it was uh, Geezer Butler. Yes. Uh, from... Oh, my God, I'm having a brain fart. Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath, thank you. Um, apparently, he suffered from depression years ago. And, yes, and he he talks about how it really wasn't understood. He oh, dealt yeah. with it all his life, and his his memory of how people would react to it is kind of interesting. Yeah, here we go. Back then, people were terrified to mention that, that you might be depressed because you think you automatically thought you were going to be taken away to a mental hospital. But one day I got a really bad bout of depression and I went to the doctor and um, he said, oh, go down the pub and have a couple of pints or take the dog for a walk or something, you'll be all right. And it was like, 
no, I'm not going to be all right. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it was the old um, shake yeah, it off, shake it off uh-huh. uh, yeah. thing, which um, you know, unfortunately, at that time, um, not a lot of people knew that it was very serious and very real, and there are other ways to, or they needed to learn other ways to treat it to cope with it. Yes, yeah. So, um, fortunately, he, he's doing better. Did you sense he was surprised because he lived right near you? Right? Yeah, yeah, he was my neighbor, <laughs> and especially around uh, Halloween, you know. It was supposed to be his time of year, and he just seemed upset. Um, Geezer, yard work? Did you just say rye bread? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have known he actually lived there when I was a kid. I Uh thought it was a rumor. I thought people were full of crap. What would a guy from Black Sabbath be doing living in suburban St. Louis for? Mm, He did. Rye bread. And then finally, uh, there is an interview available for you to see at WMMR.com. The very amazing Sarah Parker. Uh, she interviewed David Draymond. I watched it. And what'd you think? It's very good. Yeah, and she, he's very talkative. She gets him to talk, man. Yeah. Uh, he touches on subjects like the reason why he would like to collaborate with Taylor Swift. Some things you would not expect from David Draymond. Yep. Uh, Down with the sickness trending on TikTok 20 years after its release. Uh, the importance of singing live in concert and not relying on crowd sing-alongs to get through the show. And various other things. I sent you that art, uh, article, Preston. Or no, it was a video about uh, their... They took Randy Meisner... Did you, did you get it? I did, yeah. yeah. They, uh, and they auto tune a live performance. It's like, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't, yeah, do, enough of that stuff. Yep. This is referring to, though, uh, getting the crowd when you're the singer and you can't hit those notes anymore and you hold the mic out to the crowd. Oh, I see. They're, okay. To yeah. sing along. I thought uh, they were adjusting it. In, no, no, yeah. no. This is for relying on the crowd sing alongs to get through the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Vince Neil does that now, so they touch on that. All right, and there you go. That's the last bit of information. Of music news, we have a final <clears throat> bubble in my throat break to take. Good <laughs> thing we'll, we don't have a meeting today. We don't. Right. It's, it's Tuesday. It's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd hear all about it. You'd really get yourself in trouble. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. And, oh, by the way, music news has been brought to you by uh, Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting for an eczema study to test a topical medication. Ages two and older can be registered. Uh, compensation may be available for time and travel. PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Shine Down, Billy Idol, and maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. And if you want to join them on stage, submit a video of your best performance at WMMR.com. We'll post the best ones and let the votes decide. Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks, and join us September 16th. At Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details. Or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 933 WMMR. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Pro Team Collision and Sequoia Outback. Tuesday morning, kind of a Monday for us, but uh, eventful, yes, very eventful. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Mr. Casey Boy for helping to spearhead the Marissa Magnata 40th birthday festivities, which yes. took place live on the air. Here we spoke to 
actor Ethan Embry, who is in one of Marissa's all-time favorite movies, uh, which is uh, Empire Records and also That Thing You Do. Yep. And he's in um, Sweet Home Alabama. And actually, in Dutch, he's the kid in Dutch. He's in Dutch. We didn't even really touch yeah. on that. Uh, but very nice guy. And uh, Casey reached out to him and he said, absolutely, I'll call him for Marissa's birthday. Of course, anything, especially her 40th birthday. And then we had the band Sidearm come in yeah, and we did a, a punk happy birthday to her. And then uh, Casey sang a song. I played drums on it and uh, we had fun. And Sidearm continued to serenade her uh, in our uh, performance area. Which is separate from the studio, which is how we were able to do it and surprise her. Right. Because uh, otherwise, if she were to come in here and see everything all set up it in would have studio, given it <laughs> she would have said, what, what the hell, what the F's going on? What the hell's wrong F with you people? Um, and so we did that. And thank you to Wilson Secret Sauce, Steve and Wilson, for uh, supplying the catering this morning for Marissa's birthday. All uh, vegetarian, uh, uh, friendly stuff and uh, pescatarian, some because there is some yeah. salmon in there. And there was some brisket, too, for Casey. Briscatarian. Are you a briscatarian? Yeah. Casey's a briscatarian. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, so that was all really cool. Am I forgetting anything from Marissa's birthday? Mm. Who, who did, who did sure the cake? Everybody. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much needed uh, bake. Uh, dude, this, by the way, this cake, I think it weighs like 10 pounds. It's like um, the densest cake yeah. you've ever It looks heard. amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Casey's going to go out. He's running into the uh, Acme Lounge real quick and going to bring that in so he can take a peek at it. But he was talking. Talking about bringing it in and the fact that it weighed so much. Yeah. So okay. uh, I want to see this. My, I want you just to. Is somebody Siri talking? Yeah, my. I don't, I, it happens. I hate my Siri. Hold that. Okay. I just want you to feel oh, hold this. All right. Now stroke it. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, dude. That thing weighs a ton. Wow. Yeah. It's a good-looking cake. So Candice Sammartino, uh, she's friends with uh, Steve Wilson. Um, yeah. Bruno's she, sister. Answered the bell just like everybody else, and they're from Much Needed, and uh, K N E A D. Oh, uh, Much Needed. needed I love bakery. it. Excellent. That's yeah. a masterpiece. That cake. It weighs a ton. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you very much, and thank you to Sting. Yeah. It's Sting on the show this morning, and he was absolutely delightful. Um, I was so happy with the way that conversation went. So, uh, that's really cool. And Sting is coming to town. He and Shaggy, which, by the way, if you've not heard any of that music of them together, it works. Yeah. It's great. With Sting's, you know, kind of reggae, calypso feel, uh, Shaggy's a perfect marriage for it. It's wonderful. It's going to be a, a great concert, festival concert, sort of. But uh, all yeah. the, the artists are amazing, and G loves on the bill as well. Yeah, it's called the One Fine Day Festival at the Man, Saturday, September 9th. And there are two stages, and yes, G Love and Special Sauce will be one of the bands, plus Thundercat and many more tickets are on sale now at <laughs> Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. So that was excellent. We we're very happy about that. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Good day. Um, Sting uh, has done some really great collaborations with people. Um, a couple of years ago, it was Sting and Peter Gabriel yeah. that toured together, and I missed it, and everyone said how amazing it was. I'll bet. Yeah, fascinating guy. Two great front perform- front men who have awesome uh, material to play. Indeed. Nice. By the way, um, want to uh, thank you, Steve, for putting together the Alpha K9 Bravo, no, Alpha Bravo, what, how do you Alpha say? Alpha Bravo K9, I okay. was just part of it, but yeah, it's for Jen Green, Alpha Bravo K9, and it was at the White Dog Cafe. Thank you so much, Pierre and uh, uh, Nick and uh, Andrea for going, to, and Kristen Herman for going down to the Wayne location. We heard it was hopping. I was at Glenn Mills. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, I walked in, I thought, you know, I thought it would be a, 
an okay crowd to a decent crowd. The place was jam-packed on yeah. a Monday night for Restaurant World. That's that's quite something. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the place to begin with. Yeah, and then the whole dog motif and everything. And a lot the dog motif is amazing. Great. And they had the puppies that you could pet on the way in <laughs> and all kinds of other cool swag. And it's such a great cause to, you know, train these dogs for veterans who need them. Uh, so I salute you for being involved in it. And it was so much fun and a great time. There oh, was cool. a, a service dog there last night and... uh he was wearing one of those vests that says uh, do not pet and yeah. I have a really hard time uh, <laughs> Me too. adhering to that rule and I know you're not supposed to and I yeah. read it and I'm like I don't do it but like I, I, he, he wants to get pet right now he clearly needs a friend <laughs> right. I'm going to snuggle him you uh, can always request and then they can take them off the clock basically but yeah. once the vest comes off then they're it's funny to watch them change completely right. yeah. so Jen Green had one of the, the pups in training at Glen Mills oh, cool. and so you know you can see her saying there was a picture where the dogs were going to face forward and 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 she's going giving the commands and the and the young puppies not <laughs> reacting quite the right way and so she's you know patiently getting no we're going to do the picture right with her facing forward it was just great to see that's the same precision you need when that dog goes into service of a veteran right. who's dealing with stuff it's an amazing thing do they use certain breeds? Uh, yes, I, yeah. I think I saw a yellow lab. Uh, I thought it was a golden at first, but I but the hair was shorter, so I think yeah, yeah he was a golden lab. Ones that just respond better to that that training and are more intuitive. So it was it was, it was a great night, though. A great great night. So uh, thank you for that. Excellent. Shall we do the letter yes. today? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. S as in Saturday. All right, and we have a pair of floor tickets for the uh, event, which we are presenting, uh, Greta Van Fleet Starcatcher World Tour. And it's on Tuesday, September 19th, Wells Fargo Center, plus a backstage tour and a guitar signed by the band. Tickets Starcatcher. are on sale now. <laughs> Be a ticket master and complete details at WMMR.com. What's up on the program, man? Uh, we got ghost tickets. They're coming this week to the FM Center. Also, we will have uh, Alice in Chains. Uh, and we will have Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant, at a birthday over uh, the weekend. And uh, we will do a block of a nice punk rock band by the name of Rancid for the lovely punk ah, rock Marissa. That's uh, One of her favorite bands and one of mine, too. So uh, we'll we'll rock it out. Love it, man. All right. Uh, we have to give away our tattoos day. Uh, we're looking for a winner. And we found it. It's Pat. Zlakowski from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Uh, Patty is going to get a $350 gift certificate, Floating World Tattoo, and Pearson to get a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo. And, of course, you can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care. Right tomorrow on a program Wednesday, Secret Textford, Fox Good Day, and a couple of guests. Paula Poundstone will join us, and Jason Muse. How about that? Will be on as well, so it should be a good time. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. See you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. Do 
the U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers USBP.